listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. My old boy from the point, but I'm from Southwest. And every now and then I get put to the test, but I can't be stopped because I got to come true. Ain't got no gum, but I got my crew. Didn't come for no beef because I don't eat steak. I got a plate of soul food, chicken, rice, and gravy. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tells Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it is Sunday, 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 the mm-hmm. day after the biggest fight in the history <laughs> of the world, Craig. That's right. <laughs> the whole world. Mm hmm. Uh, how much of the fight did you watch, Karen? Zero. Me too. I didn't watch any of it, but I did get to see it on Twitter. A lot of people were talking. A lot of people were very upset. So, uh, that was cool. Um, and of course, uh, since we're talking about the fight, I thought we'd bring in fight expert. And, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we, but we do have a friend of the show. She's been on before. Um, mm-hmm. you guys might know her as Olivia. You might know her on Twitter as fem underscore esque uh esq uh you might know her from lesbian wedding style guy.com uh it's our girl olivia what's up Liv? hey how's it going guys how you doing good, good. man glad you could be on with us yeah thank you so much for asking it's a pleasure to be on with you guys no problem you know the show's been pretty black intensive lately so we need to <laughs> spread Mix it, it up out, a little bit whiten it up <laughs> a little bit put some creamer in this coffee if you know what i'm saying uh but nah we uh we do appreciate you coming on um speaking of the, of wedding like um what is the situation with that i've lost track of you know uh when your wedding is coming up and all that stuff oh no we just lost sound what what happened to live sound wait wait, wait. can you oh, hear okay. me now can yeah, you hear I, me now i hear yes. you now okay okay good um so i guess i shifted and kind of moved something who knows so, so my wedding's in eight weeks um eight weeks is quick and mm-hmm. people at work are coming up to me going like hey it's coming up and i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like uh your wedding is gonna be in eight weeks and i was like oh yeah, eight- yes it are is you- gonna be in eight weeks that is correct <laughs> uh now you know with the planning and everything i mean i'm assuming a lot of stuff is probably already squared away and it's about uh, registered and all that good stuff yeah people delivering on the things that they have promised at this point are you nervous <laughs> now or are you more calm now um well people a lot of people have delivered and a lot of people haven't delivered on the things that they promised mm. however anybody who is under contract with us has done their job which i do appreciate uh because then you don't have to fire people last minute and get deposits back and right. do that kind of stuff um, we have a, um, we have a wedding planner and he's like, I don't know if anybody watched project runway several years ago, but there was a costume designer named Chris March mm-hmm. who was like this big dude, super gay dude whose job was, um, Broadway costuming. And then, so he would be like designing these dresses with like normal costume designer people, but he would walk somebody down with this insane Lion King looking thing. And people would be like, that's kind of a costume more than clothes. And he's like, what are you talking about? Mm. like you wouldn't wear that on the street everybody does what's the matter with you <laughs> so that's kind of the wedding planner situation we have he's crossed between that guy and nathan lane oh um, okay <laughs> he's the gayest guy i've ever met ever and um it's working for me like it's awesome because at first he tried to like bully me into making my wedding look like a tailgate party oh um, why would he do that because he had this idea that we was going to be like he took colors really literally. Mm-hmm. First of all, he made me pick colors, which I didn't want to do because mm. I didn't want it to be that unified of an idea so okay. it didn't look like a tailgate party. Mm. 
Mm, but uh, so then he bullied me into picking colors, which I was like, okay, fine, I'll pick colors if, you're, if it's that important to you. I pick colors, and then he really wanted to make it look like um, a Mariah Carey video using those colors. Oh, wow. Like all <laughs> the glitter, all the butterflies, like swans and ice sculptures. And I was just like, are you, you got to stop. <laughs> like, no. Did he go ahead and pick out the songs and everything for you too? <laughs> No, like luckily he knew to stay away because I didn't let him choose any of the musicians. And mm. luckily, um, uh, my fiance grew up, you know, she grew up in Southside Chicago. Two people she grew up with are now international DJs. Oh. One of them is actually DJing the BET Awards on the night of our wedding, so he can't do it. Mm, wow. So, right. So the other guy who's actually the more famous, more established guy is actually going to do our wedding. So we already had that locked down. Um, she's, we're meeting with him on Wednesday. Um, we're doing our cake tasting on Monday, which we could not be more excited. <laughs> cake tasting means you get to, you call them and you go, Hey, we're getting married. And they go, okay, great. And this girl go, the girl on the line goes, Hey, um, so did you want to come in for a cake tasting? We said, absolutely. And she said, you definitely should, because anything you don't eat there, you get to come home. It's completely free. What? You get to, yeah, you get to eat any of the cakes that you want. Pick 10 flavors. We make them for you and give them to you. Wow, I'm just gonna fake like we're getting do married it again. seriously. Yeah, just get a bunch of free cakes everywhere. Re- renewal. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we can re remarried and uh, right. get that DJ y'all got. <laughs> yeah, tell them you're renewing your vows. Yeah, and uh, we need lots of cake because we're yep. very we're very um, picky it's about food centric union. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they're they're messing around and coming in all dressed up and everybody being t shirts and pants and blue jeans and now, tennis shoes. Now this is also you know a gay marriage. I don't know if you've heard about this. This is a gay wedding. Oh, pretty, yes. Uh, you're probably shocked right pretty now. Pretty controversial but, across the country. Yeah, I'm not um, aware that those are things, but okay. Have you had any trouble with people like, uh, you know, that refuse to cater, refuse to offer services or whatever for you? Absolutely none. Mm-hmm. The opposite. We got that thing where, um, and you might have this, uh, where people get real enthusiastic about the thing that makes you weird just mm. to explain to you how much they love you. Yeah. So maybe you get a little, I love black people. Black people are the best, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, I'm just trying to live. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I, we have a lot of, I love gay people. Gay people are the best. It's been such a long time and I can't believe this nonsense is happening. And did you know the Supreme court is taking it out? Yes, I did know. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, is first is our weddings, uh, like, first of all, I thought the wedding industry was already kind of gay, which is kind of weird too. that, like, to Thank me, you. whenever I see someone be like, we're not serving gay people, I'm like, but you work in the wedding, wedding industry, industry, like, from the hairdressers to the people to pick the clothes to yeah, the wedding planners, decorators. yeah, like, I'm so confused right you know, now. Like, it's a very gay industry. I didn't know that there would ever really be, disc- dis- like, every time I read a discrimination story about a gay wedding, I'm like, but then do you not like do people show up to your wedding planning office and they're like surprised that you're like super duper homophobic or like how does that work i mean i i think i have two things to say on that number one do you remember the figure skater named johnny weir yeah i remember yeah he does color commentary now and he wears tiny little hats and he's he's hilarious he is the best yeah he and tara lipinski now throw shade at everyone on figure skating and it's amazing Mm mm-hmm Johnny Weir is an extremely uh, good skater, a very, very um, flamboyantly gay and very feminine kind of presenting person. Yeah. He also loves Russia and kind of like 
got a Russian coach, learned Russian, is American, but liked to pretend he was Russian constantly, which also pissed people off. Mm. But um, what I always heard from, like, I can't tell you how many people, commentators, were just like, you know, is he too effeminate for this sport? Is he too gay for the sport of figure skating? Wow, all the uh, male figure skaters that are gay? Come on, dog. I was just like, if you guys don't get out of our thing, talk about how we are too gay for it. Right. <laughs> what is the matter with you? Right. <laughs> and no, you want to go, do you know who watches this? Come on. <laughs> like, right. So there was that aspect where I've seen it happen in other things before where it's a gay thing and people are coming and going, mm, this seems kind of gay. It's like, yeah, we made it. It's about right. us. Right. Go right. away. You know? Right. right. I've seen, I've seen like extremely conservative black weddings in the South where the wedding planner was gay as hell and it was just expected. Like it wasn't like anyone was like, Oh my God. I think that wedding mm-hmm. planner is gay. Uh, they were like, you like, did a fabulous job. This right. looks great. Get a gay wedding planner. You don't have a good wedding. Yeah, and my the truth. At my uncle's wedding, the gay wedding planner dude, he cried. You know what I'm saying? Like he cried at the end. Like he could. Like he was exhausted with how like just getting everything to go off without a hitch, and he was so ex- ecstatic that they got married and that it, everyone enjoyed it everyone was like oh you did such a good job and congratulations you know he had done the you know the walk through the the night before and all that stuff and he broke down so hard and we were just all like bless his gay heart he just need to get it out you know what i mean because it was just ex- like no one there was like oh my god why are they gonna let that gay dude up in here Mm-mm. so every time i read one of these stories i'm constantly like but it's the wedding industry why are what? you mad and that brings me to my next point. The gay, the movie is not about the gay people. The movie is about the straight people with the gay best friend. Yeah, that's true. That's the, true. I mean, as long it's not about us. It's about how what we can do for you. Right. It's just like a little bit of gayness will bring this. Like you know, you're you're cool having us fix your house. Right. You know, you're cool having us like um, arrange flowers. You're cool having us facilitate your totally legal awesome union. Right. And function as a servant for you with fabulosity but you're not cool with us actually having our own life and crying at our own wedding yeah it's like the magical negro thing in movies where you know <laughs> look at the chat <laughs> oh yeah mike just said magical homo yep that that's kind of the thing is like yeah you are here to uh subsidize my life and um at that moment i don't care about you anymore but first of all you know it's like uh even if they cast like will smith in the movie like sometimes he'll just end up being like i was here to help bag of vans become a better golfer and now i'm gone you're like what um all right well look first of all it's getting eight weeks still got time to pull out are you 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 know getting cold feet or anything looking at g like she might not be the one i noticed she's not here this morning you know you starting to feel like that's a sign like how's that working now look she's not here on account of homosexuality she had to call in absent <laughs> on account of gayness because she has softball this morning so <laughs> oh that's true okay all right I, I i can see why you would let that slide you know that's that's a calling Look, if i didn't the whole team would come here and ask me what my problem was mm-hmm. so i mean there there are rules to these things you can't just you can't yeah. just pull the left fielder from a softball team without repercussions. Right. Oh, I definitely understand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not down for the calls no more? Yeah, you have to have a whole little talk. Yeah, yeah. they're going to show up at your house with bats. Yeah, you definitely got to let her play softball, man. She's also Ken Griffey Jr. on the low. Like, she actually is. 
Um, like when she was 22, she went from being a sprinter who got a D1 varsity scholarship, but took an academic scholarship to a different place instead. So like she was a D1 level like sprinter who started playing softball at the place she got the academic scholarship. And they, um, you know, she was that one that everybody hates because you've been, you're a junior, you're pretty good. You've been playing for three years and a freshman comes in and is like, oh, you can't get that? Interesting. <laughs> and then they put her on and you've been waiting three years for that spot, but you're not fast. So, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Now, it sounds like you got everything squared away mm-hmm. for the wedding with about eight weeks to go. You know, it's just about getting people to do what they promised and all that stuff. Right. I, I've never been happier in my life than I am right now. And I would be married even if we didn't get married in okay. a, like a wedding, you know, like right. it's it like, but also, you know, She's 40. I'm 32. Mm-hmm. We're raising a kid together. We bought a house. Yeah. We're married. Yeah, you're stuck now. Um, so <laughs> so the thing I was going to uh-huh. say is I feel like at this point you're playing with house money. If I was you, now this is just me, right? This is me, all right? This is just an idea. If I was you, I start calling around to all the other wedding places to see if I can find some discrimination. Cause you already got, like you, you got already, you already got a bird in the hand or whatever it is, you know, and I know there's two in the bush, but I say <laughs> you got, you got to roll, you got to gamble that thing and just start calling. And I mean, call the places you think are homophobic. Don't just call like all the wedding cake places. Call that conservative pizzeria. Maybe you can get a national news story out of this. <laughs> get you a GoFundMe, a Kickstarter right, or something. Get all your money back. Come you on know? your cost. Well, look here. You know, I'm just disappointed with you because that's exactly what I'm doing here. I heard your oh. stance on gay marriage. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, we <laughs> hate the gays. Uh, matter of fact, theblackouttips.com/slash/premium. If you want to support us hating these homosexuals, man, we can't stand them. I don't even know how she got on the show. I, matter of fact, uh, I was just eating a Chick Fil A biscuit before we started the show. <laughs> I, I, I just. <laughs> I, you know, I'm trying to get this money. I'm trying to make an alliance with you. I'm like, I hear your stance. And I was just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to call and see, can I be on the show? And you're going to say no. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a third of the money or whatever. <laughs> and, and, you know, and you just ruined it. I totally so, messed this up. Totally right, messed this up. Totally ruined this. But you know what? We will use you for whenever we do a live show. You're going to be the one to read the contract. So we'll use you for that part <laughs> right. to be sure that to make our life better. Right. To be sure that we're not cheated on any format. We'll mm-hmm. use you for that though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As we eat Chick Fil A oh, out of, we'll be eating Chick Fil A out of Target bags just to like <laughs> make it sure. Now, are you going to pay me, or is this one of these magical homo lawyer things? Yeah, yeah, magical. Uh, obviously, oh. obviously, <laughs> definitely magical. Is so. there any? <laughs> is there any other way? Yeah, what are we talking any, about here? Yeah, and then once you make our lives better, you disappear. That's how it works. Uh, from <laughs> without my money, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Got it. Got it. <laughs> right. You know, all gays have wings, so you know, just grow up here and just fly away. <laughs> um. All right, man. Let's uh let's get into the show because uh there's plenty of stuff to cover today, and uh people have been uh really excited um so of course it's the blackout tips podcast itunes stitcher five star reviews we love those especially if they love us if they do not love us then we do not love them back and we will not read that shit nope but if you do leave us a five star review that we like we'll read it live on the air mm-hmm. saturday morning for our feedback show or sometimes saturday afternoon depending on how late layla's basketball well, game goes yes because we got to go support her yeah she got hit in the face yesterday but she toughed up yeah she did got out there and got she, some was, more rebounds. she was not happy and she said on the bench that gave her ice pack and everything it was hilarious yep she's almost she's almost <laughs> ready 
G and I were listening to your feedback show yesterday, and um, when you said that she she took one in the face, she was uh, how old is Layla? Nine. nine. That's what I thought. I thought she was little, like nine or ten. Um, so we heard her, and Javon was like, "How old is she?" And I said, <laughs> "I think she's like nine. And she's like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, she's not ready just yet for my tutelage because no. right after right. the after the game, I told her I was like, "So I saw you got hit in the face." She was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "All right, all right. Well, remember when I told you about?" how to get people back and we're gonna learn how to like elbow some people and stuff she was like that i wouldn't do that that's that's mean i was like all right all right well not yet yeah well, what, one of these times you're gonna get hit in the face and uh we'll, we'll talk about it because uh, she sounds like my uh my son because he okay he used to play hockey and he would come up and be like um they were really mean and they kind of fought a little bit and i'm like if you don't throw your shirt off and fight them mm-hmm. and, and he's like what well, what i'm not supposed to fight people i'm like in hockey you are you are fight them (laughs) yeah we had a five minute like little back and forth about the merits of uh elbow to the chops and versus the merits of uh forgiveness and uh Mm -hmm. we'll we'll continue this conversation it won't take long yeah and and, and i think also it's just one of those things where as children grow up particularly girls they are taught um, almost you don't fight so oh, yeah. when they get in, the, in an environment where you're forced to be aggressive and some of the girls are aggressive for some of them it's like this is kind of abnormal for them mm-hmm. and then you it have is. to say this is a, they give you five fouls for a reason baby well she said to me like well i didn't hit her because i'll probably never see that girl again i said that's why you no, that's do why hit you her. do hit her exactly <laughs> I said, that's exactly why you do hit her because you'll never be able to get her back if you don't do it now so you got to get her back and then if you can never see her again then she won't even do anything to you because what well, you're never going to see her again and i was like more importantly you're nine you don't know that you're not going to see her again you need to send a strong message next time she sees you she needs to be thinking i don't want to elbow her in the face because she will elbow me back in my face right well, i've s- always been the mean sister right mm-hmm. my, i'm the older sister and my sister's two and a half years younger my sister is much more she's smaller than i am she's shyer than i am mm-hmm. she's quieter than i am these are all used to be when we were in high school this was true right mm-hmm. now i've seen her go off on a guy at a bar if he touches her he she'll just like this is the new entertainment for the night it's her clowning this guy into the ground right <laughs> so when she was younger she used to play water polo this mm. is common in California. It is a very brutal sport. Mm. That's because the water churns and you can't see what's going on underneath it. Oh. And these girl, uh, my best friend also played on my, my sister's same team. I kid you not, she had five finger-sized bruises around her breast after one of these games because this girl grabbed and twisted. Oh, shit. These girls will get their hands inside you through your bathing suit underneath you. No. Like, Yes, it is. When I say it's brutal. So this is the kind of sport my sister played, right? So she, like, she just came up to me. She goes, this girl keeps messing with me. And I'm like, you're going to have to throw an elbow, you know? Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm like, you need to raise the price of messing with you. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, I, so the next time she was in there, this girl got extra with her. She threw her elbow. My sister's very skinny. It hit her in the cheekbone just right and split it. Blood. Oh, and she never touched her again. That's what you gotta do, man. <laughs> yeah, you know. And nobody else ever touched her either. <laughs> Every once in a while, you gotta do that, man. I, mm-hmm. you know, now I didn't know about this 
underground world of water polo i know i didn't know it was that dangerous definitely gonna be watching that sport a little more closely now i know people (laughs) was finger banging under the damn water that's (laughs) right insane Um, it won't happen at the elite level i mean they they have cameras in the pool so it doesn't happen uh, but it happens all through high school it's very common uh, oh well i'll try to see if i can get some like amateur (laughs) water polo or something i don't know what's going on there yeah Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport it is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme that's right and today's podcast is let me think one two three triple sponsored Woo-hoo! yeah yeah that's right it's crazy today uh this podcast brought to you by shadow dog productions they've got a horror album out all your nightmares featuring 128 minutes of fucked up shit <laughs> even the poster by itself has kermit shivering in the bathtub so miss piggy must have just got done you know yelling at his ass Mm uh so imagine what the stories are gonna do to your ass if you like the horror genre you're gonna love this album check it out on itunes all your nightmares and leave them a five-star review appreciate everybody that does that yes we do miss piggy up for a feminist award so you know Mm. um what karen maybe her and carmen were playing water polo who knows what's going in that tub all right well karen's not a fan mm-hmm. uh also this podcast is brought to you by bevel uh this episode is brought to you by bevel the first and only shaving system designed for cur- uh coarse cur- hair blah, coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com today use code tbgwt to get 20 percent off of your first month with getbevel.com that's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com all right the third sponsor is a little sexier okay guys see if i can find some sexy music that maybe they'll play at uh at olivia's wedding yeah dj let me ask you a question are you getting enough i bet you love to get more right well adamandeve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts first you get a sexy little surprise for her then you get a second specially selected toy for him and third a little something that you'll both enjoy out there on the dance floor plus you get six free full-length adult dvd movies mm-hmm. these aren't like those vhs movies where you gotta rewind and then hope that it's at the right spot and reset the v- vcr so that your dad doesn't find out you've been in his room no these are dvds they already go back to the beginning every time you put it in and number 10 free shipping on your entire order so what do you have to do to get your 10 free gifts it's not that hard but you will be just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item it could be an adventurous new toy sexy piece of lingerie or anything you desire just enter code tbgwt in the offer code box at checkout and you'll get 10 free gifts adamandeve.com today get select one item get 10 free gifts free shipping when you put in code tbgwt at adamandeve.com take me away mariah somewhere our wedding planners listen to this like see that's what i'm talking about damn <laughs> um all right we got all kinds of stories um the first 
story is probably the most controversial story so we should probably get to that right away okay this is washington is old y'all people just not figuring this shit out yeah um yeah people are just yes people are just not what are you talking about we just saw the equalizer and he was not looking that old in this in, in the equalizer i'm sorry but i mean his age i mean he he ain't 35 i mean okay that's cool but can you go from 45 to 75 overnight karen yes 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 here's the thing here's my theory men have this moment it's not like um a constant slow linear decline in looks with age Mm. men have a moment where it switches over colin firth just had this happen Mm. um where like you see this on on hollywood where people are like getting paid to look amazing so you know if they could avoid it they would mm-hmm. but like they go from looking like ageless um somewhere between 30 to 45 like hot grown man to just old dude in like a second and that is what is happening with poor Denzel. i look at him i look at him now and it's like he gonna fix my carburetor you know what i'm saying mm. like with a cigarette ah! hanging mm-hmm. off his lip and like he got two junkie cars in his front yard and a pit bull. On him. this is the man who hears my name is olivia and starts humming the chorus of the oj song like i don't know the damn words mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like and this- i look at him and i go i am buying no one a cadillac today sir yeah the face in the chat that i have of him making is the now come on boy hand part of the ball now you gonna oh, at the wild. you gonna call that little weak stuff now you know what you what y'all listening to the, that dr drake what y'all that trey sings yes well you and look at his mustache he's trying to look cool but he went out in a tracksuit and it fitted yeah man it's you know what it is it's the mustache man Ugh. you don't go with the ron o'neill mustache in 2015 oh, no, man. you don't not when you are ron o'neill's age like that's just a bad decision every single time every time and then he got his other picture which i like actually like more than this picture because everybody was talking about this this picture with the with the smile my favorite one is the one where he looked kind of (laughs) serious like he's giving some advice like that's my favorite one it's like well i told you about messing with them them girls over on that side of town because you know that's how you get hammed up that's what's wrong with your windshield right now you got look look at the mustache but with the sideburn mm-hmm. like why why are we doing this yeah he's like he got a crown royal bag on deck right now like he just got playing cards in there uh <laughs> he's got a pistol in there you know <laughs> Denzel. Oh, it's, not, man. it's not like you can't look cute in a tracksuit and it fitted but here's the problem here right number one he's a grown man at a fight where beyonce wore that stunning Mm-hmm. outfit like people dress up for fights when they're celebrities like yeah. he knows this mm-hmm. yeah number two it's black and blue you don't wear like black and navy blue together like that you there's there has to be a specific integration plan with a difficult color combination like black and navy blue this is not planned yeah this is yeah. like fuck it i wear what i want i'm 75 that's what's the problem <laughs> right. yeah he looked like he about to ask for your mama number like now you know uh you you, you cheryl son right you uh tell your mama denzel asked about her because uh you know i you know we used to talk back in hey let me let me borrow five dollars let me can i borrow five dollars i've been standing at the corner store you remember me i used to teach you how you was this tall i used to teach you how to play basketball is this the face of a dude who's about to get his ass kicked by twins for sexting their mom (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the face of a dude that has a nickname for you that you've never heard like he used to call you all he used to call you waterhead (laughs) 
That's what God I remember. You had a big old head, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, tell him to ask about me. Did they call me D? Tell him to tell me. Tell your mama D asked about her. Um, question, question. Are we sure this is not Denzel's uncle? <laughs> it might be. It might also be like, Denzel. Is the face, his namesake. The face in the chat looks like he's talking about. I remember when your when your grandmama passed, boy, and uh. <laughs> Hey, you look you just know, like, that was a you look just like your granddaddy. <laughs> yeah, you look just <laughs> like that face is my uncle, my my wife's uncle Bo mid cookout. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yo, that face that he's making is the face that you make right before you get ready to ask the, the dude working behind the counter for a hookup. It's like <laughs> it's like, hey, now now let me let me bend your ear for a second. Um now are the big max 2.99 can y'all used to have them two for two for one right no you're exactly right because that's the face that a different uncle made before i bought him the entire lou rawls playlist on itunes just so that he can <laughs> love christmas music yeah that's what it is man when they about to hit you up for something man yeah. but like uh, you know i don't know nothing about that 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 fagginagle you know that internet and stuff like that boy why don't you why don't you get on there and, and hook your uncle hey, you uh you, you ain't happen to be going uh to the north side of town do you because i you know I, I i need a ride over there uh you know i work i stay over right real close to wherever you're going that you have now, not told uh, me yet let me ask you a question um you white right right <laughs> <laughs> that's correct i am yeah, yeah. You, you you thought you was gonna walk that queen of hearts did you <laughs> well i'm staying tight that's that's what face like man oh my god i was laughing so hard uh at these pictures and the captions people had uh my man yes. larry lank lank on twitter had uh with the first one with the smile he said slaps table domino <laughs> 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 oh my god man this is the best day ever man oh i feel like i could give denzel washington uh, a carton of cools cut his lawn and like uh two hundred dollars cash and he'll put a whole new engine in my car like oh yes <laughs> Uh, he'll put a wall up in your house yeah oh my god that's my dude um and i'm sure he'll be looking young again when it's time for the equalizer too he's he not gonna keep that dumbass mustache i just hope it's for a part and that he had to do that <laughs> i bet you it is it's come not it's not you don't oh. show up in public like that like come this on. is this is him when he's <coughs> off the clock now so now it's like ah! i only get look i only get paid to be fine on the clock right yeah uh, what this means is that denzel has more money than we thought mm-hmm. yeah he's like well nah. well you know what we've known that for a while because he won't do none of these superhero movies well it makes sense because you know his house has like one couch from 1976 in it mm-hmm. yeah yeah you can tell from the outfit well i want to tell you you know how you know he's saving ah! money i'm gonna tell you how you know he's saving money black wife she yeah there you go she i ain't never seen denzel in no fancy ass car man she don't let that shit happen denzel doesn't even let, isn't allowed to leave the doors open in his own house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah she's like hold up hold up hold up you know the ac on denzel right i can't come oh, all outside baby i'm sorry i didn't even i was just coming in i just finished filming uh equalizer 2 i got a little ahead of myself yeah just make sure you close the screen door but don't slam it just close it baby you know i'm always walking away from fireballs come on yeah it's hot i killed three uh people of various ethnic origins today on the set and now i gotta come home and are you right i let me close this window i didn't know the ac was on i apologize sorry sorry honey um all right so uh speaking of floyd mayweather he did win this fight as i listen if you're not listening to balls d sports we told you this years ago literally like he was gonna beat pacquiao it was gonna be boring 
he wasn't gonna get hit and now the excuses are gonna come right we gotta hear the pacquiao was hurt uh pacquiao uh was old as if Talk Floyd Mayweather gloves. didn't age. Um, they had a glove controversy with some fucking horse hair. Yeah, hey, we listen, got a, you know, beating women make, keeps you young, Rod. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you know, uh, yeah, add age to you. If you, you know, you you practice on your wife, and then you mm-hmm. work your way up to to, to fighters. Um, so you know, the thing was, um, he, you know, I figured that, that this is how it go, and I didn't go to a fight party. I didn't pay for it because I want to say probably within the first 10 episodes when we started this podcast was five years ago i remember everyone speculating this is gonna be floyd mayweather versus pacquiao and my response was it'll happen it'll definitely happen when i don't care anymore right i I really think people didn't believe believe me right because we used to throw fight parties all All the the time. time yeah but i don't care anymore because it took so fucking long and i'm not even saying that on some like moral stance because i don't take moral stances when it comes to my entertainment who gives a fuck about my morals i'm I'm more of a like you're not gonna take this entertainment away from me because you're a shitty person type of person i really just don't care like i I didn't even like my brother said he was gonna have a fight party and um you know i was like that's cool man uh you know i made a joke like because you know you support woman beating um but it was an obvious joke but you got i can't not bring it up because it's too funny um to to you know the irony right so um i was just like you know it like i just don't care like all i could think to myself was i'm gonna be driving 30 minutes across town fight won't start till probably like almost one right and then i gotta wait for motherfucking uh the fight to be over with because go go 12 rounds right and we gonna be getting home at 4 a.m yeah and i was like i don't care that much about floyd no more so um but yeah my understanding is Floyd whooped his ass. Pacquiao said his shoulder's injured and a bunch of excuses and shit. Uh, I'd doubt there'll be a rematch at this point. I mean, what's the point? Right. Know? And if uh, there's money on it, there'll be a rematch. If there isn't, there won't be. You know, yeah. like a lot of people won't watch. But I know a lot of people won't pay ninety dollars to see it again. So there's probably not as much money on it this time. Right. It wasn't a good fight, so you know. But I, I grew up watching fights. I don't care for boxing, so it's no surprise I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have moral stances on it because I noticed that nobody gives a shit that he beats women until it comes time to come between him and his money. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And there's like so, a bunch of there's a bunch of like misplaced uh well not misplaced well no misplaced i say misplaced there's a bunch of misplaced like loyalty to this idea of like well he's a black man and now they're trying to stop him from getting his money when it's time to get paid and it's like Mm-mm. yeah i hear you but like sometimes people just are like deserving of people bringing it up right. it's the ulterior motives and the convenience of when they bring it up obviously are self-serving but right but but if you don't want them bringing it up maybe don't do it right and they and it's not like they do this to every fighter right it's Mm -hmm. not like oh yeah i remember during the last uh shane mosley fight they was bringing up the fact that he did blah 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 like he plays the hill and in addition to playing the hill he is a hill so it's gonna come up man i you know i have no loyalty to the idea of him being a black dude and i definitely don't tie that into uh you know uh i don't factor that into any type of support uh in boxing for a sport because there's a myriad of black people that do a bunch of shit and it's not like you just gotta take the bad with the good where it's like look man sometimes you gotta rape a kid man i'm sorry but this r kelly is too jamming like nah just let it go the other thing is i think there's value in bringing it up all the time like that you know the, those of us who bring it up constantly mm-hmm. like 
I feel like the, the okay, so I always feel like the solution to bad speech is more speech. So right. I consider it bad speech when to, uh, if it's only ever brought up when it's time for him to get paid. Right. Because mm-hmm. I think that that's like self-serving and it's getting in between him and his money and that sucks. So my solution for that is I bring it up all the goddamn time. Yeah. When it's time for him to get paid, when it's not time for him to get paid, when anybody says the words, the Mayweather is nice today, I just can say it, you know, yeah. like Mayweather, that guy beats his women, you know, yeah. like he's an asshole. Now that's insufferable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't bring it up because I don't want to have the conversation. All but right. as much as I do bring it up, somebody's like, oh, Floyd Mayweather, what best in his sport? I'm like, he is very good at punching people. He does it off the clock off a lot to <laughs> right. people who can't punch back. He does it for free. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they say that's the key to happiness is to do what you love and get paid for it. But I know. God bless them. Yeah. Something, <laughs> it's something you would do for free. You know, that's um, like that's like I just saw Mike Tyson on. um on the lip sync show that lip sync off show mm-hmm. um i just saw him and you know what song he was singing i can't get no satisfaction and everyone loved it really it was great everyone thought it was fabulous that mike tyson was singing i can't get no satisfaction mm. and they thought that was hilariously entertaining that's really the sad part about Stephen a smith's dumbass commentary around the floyd mayweather thing is he had a really good underlying point about the hypocrisy of how they cover sports and totally blew it with the misogyny towards uh carry champion but he had a really good point about the fact that look people do fucked up shit all the time we pick and choose the moments that we decide that is quote-unquote good versus evil i could not agree with you more i could not agree with me and i heard you talking about it on balls deep and you were sitting like when he first said his first the first interview he did I was like, I actually agree with that point, but I know he's Stephen A. Smith, and I know there's got to right. be a butt coming. Right, and right. then you played the second half, and I'm like, oh, he didn't mean any of that shit for real because he's a misogynist. <laughs> right, exactly. You're just like, oh, that, you're so, ooh, you ooh. Ooh, so That close. was his broken clock moment, but then it kept ticking. Yeah. Right. You almost had it, man. So um, speaking of uh, Mayweather, Tory Hunter, who's a uh, baseball player, uh, outfielder for Minnesota Twins, he was tweeting about the fight he said i got money mayweather tonight uh then he had a that, that's not the controversial tweet then he had a controversial follow-up tweet that said don't let emotions clog your judgment what mayweather does in the ring is business what he does outside the ring has nothing to do with me um uh, those are both true statements mm-hmm. by an asshole who doesn't care okay right. yeah um you know which is uh kind of funny because uh tory hunter is really big against um homosexuality and gay marriage so it's kind of like Those people are usually very pro beating women <laughs> right? it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like uh so um i mean you can express your feelings and shit i mean obviously but it's kind of weird that you definitely care about what other people do outside of the ring quote unquote the stadium the whatever but uh beating women that's fine you know right. just, no, don't the bible be gay. says you can beat women it doesn't say you can be gay obviously mm-hmm. yeah i mean you know if you're two dudes beating each other now that i have oh. a problem with two women <laughs> nah that's cool i will talk to congress about that shit but right, right. <laughs> i vote that shit down yeah but this that's fine um all right let's talk about some other stuff uh this oh is- one more thing one mm-hmm. more thing the oscar de la Hoya shade oh what did what did oscar say Oscar de la Hoya, he tweeted out, sorry, boxing fans, after the whole thing was oh, over. Oh, word. That's hilarious. I'm always here for pettiness, especially by over-the-hill guys who could not do any better. Yeah, that is hilarious. Mm, <laughs> that's amazing. Hey, man, you know, it is what it is. He took, I'm sure that uh, he would take that check either way. Um, speaking of taking that check, 
this is something that i talked about before balls deep uh on the show and i have updates but i didn't record it or put it on the podcast so we can go over it again um i was on my man justin who you guys know from the show i was on his page and we were having a quite chat um and we were talking about uh he posted a link to dame dash uh who is <laughs> guess what guys in trouble again isn't that isn't that weird mm-hmm. um apparently rachel Roy's ex-wife uh said he owes said dame dash owes forty two thousand dollars in back child support um and so she went ahead and uh, put the warrants on them mm-hmm. right yeah you got to uh so in this thread uh justin linked me and my friend steve to the thread and was like hey man dave may respect his son but being his own boss and be by being his own boss but his daughters may have a different perspective because the kids that he's accused of not paying child support for are his daughters mm-hmm. uh and then wait uh my man steve said because he put that money back in the streets that's how harlem niggas do and <laughs> <laughs> making jokes uh so um this other dude came in that we don't know and he goes how do you owe something you never borrowed in the first place and i just posted a picture of a cookie because you know dame dash want to sell those cookies (laughs) so then he replied to the picture of the cookie with and if anybody is on child support and needs to get off inbox me serious inquiries only so i said are you soliciting in this thread bro and he says yep i intend to make as many people free as they want to be it's fraud extortion exaction by the definition which are all against the quote-unquote law oh lord and so it's fraud that's according to him it is fraud extraction uh i mean exaction exaction so Uh, what is exaction (laughs) i guess they're exacting taxes i I don't know what that (laughs) shit is um he's making a word yeah so and then he put law in quotes too i like when people do that like the so-called law law. right okay Uh, so-called child support is a suggestion but all those things fraud and extraction those are the law right so i uh did message him because i said fuck it i don't got shit to do i'll be your huckleberry (laughs) so so i sent him a message on facebook and i said say bruh uh I, I said brush by accident but that's a typo anyway hey brush yeah that's say what brush. that's a new in the streets that's good mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what denzel says in a young voice hey brush brush yeah <laughs> say brush what you, you enjoying this fight um so i said say brush i'm paying 450 dollars a month right now i can afford it but i'd like to get off child support altogether because it's cramping my style i'm <laughs> i'm going to vegas i'm going to vegas next month and i need the extra cash from child support to really ball out with my boys what can you do for me i already tried contesting paternity but the kid is mine i don't i don't know how she rigged the dna to come back as me but she got me i sure did let me know what's up so i said let me know what's up and then adrian replies i have a form that undo what you have allowed them to do to you the form is the form is two hundred dollars i feel that's a fair price considering most people pay much more or or month wait much or more a month after you get this form i will show you how to use it against the system they (laughs) (laughs) sorry why would the system allow this form to exist right right anyway they will know and try to get you back in court i will give you the knowledge to to where you won't have to go to court for child support again dot 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 ever so this is almost too good to pass up but obviously 
you know i i had to keep going i said two hundred dollars six exclamation points man shit that's like half a month of child support you know how many tables of blackjack that is <laughs> i don't i don't know man i might just risk my chances with the cops oh lord <laughs> he said that's a small price to pay for freedom i said look man i don't want to raise my kid as much as the next man oh lord (laughs) (laughs) there it is keeping it real but two hundred turn (laughs) by the way this has been over five hours of correspondence at this point but two hundred dollars shit maybe if it was like a hundred dollars i could pay you later if you let me fill out the form now i'm good for it uh keep in mind yeah i'm trying to avoid child support as is right right um so adrian replies child support has nothing to do with taking care of your kids you can do that personal (laughs) Mm -hmm. you can do that on your own if you like child support is about mm -hmm, with no money just be there child support is about something bigger and i said i'm not woman usually she has a girl's name yeah (laughs) yeah i said i'm not trying to take care of my kids though (laughs) (laughs) it's like you're missing the point my friend yeah you you, all these altruistic values i just don't want to take care of my kids you don't get it i won't go to vegas with the money so adrian replies you should you should but that's between you and the most high which is capitalized for some reason uh so me between me and god is if i take care of my kids and so i respond in german so it's got to be that must be it okay the most high the german translation yeah so i reply back uh yeah when he said i should take care of my kids so i reply back you sound just like my kids mama oh <laughs> uh, he's talking about me taking care of them kids too you know, yeah, you, know. you are on bullshit because that bitch right i hate her so adrian mm-hmm. says it is what it is and i said this is some bullshit and he said what and i said seems like a scam to me he said but child support does it shaking my head now (laughs) see this is why this is a bad like he chose the wrong angle to support his decision yes because you don't defend me going hey man you might be scamming me out of two hundred dollars with child support scamming you out of four hundred dollars that's not okay so now (laughs) i lost six hundred dollars it doesn't even make fucking sense you need to be saying this isn't a scam and child support is yeah, you need to be saying this two hundred dollars saves you child support in the in the future exactly. because like this this two hundred dollars now is your insurance on four fifty a month in perpetuity. Exactly, but that's not what he said. So right. he, uh, see, that's where you fucked up. Not a good businessman. I mean, he no. fucked up a long time ago, but yeah, he fucked oh, up. Oh right, that's where he fucked up lately. <laughs> right, yeah, that's where he fucked up that sentence. That's the last time he fucked up. <laughs> so then he says, "I have helped people, and I will continue to help people. Just let me know when you're re- when you get ready. Like I said, serious inquiries only. Now I don't know why he hasn't given up." on me but that's cool i mean clearly he's uh he's sticking around further than i did for my kids right. so oh I, lord <laughs> so, so i that's said dedication we're looking for mm-hmm. all right me and the kids looking out lonely so i said just help me to just help me to keep from living up to my responsibility as a father <laughs> as an exclamation point oh. he said so you need someone else to tell you how to do your responsibilities okay maybe no i need someone to help me not do my responsibilities were you listening yeah he's not paying attention Mm -mm. then he said maybe you need to stay on child support brother peace why because i don't want to be responsible i have to be responsible right you promised i thought that was the point of this i didn't know there was an option where i didn't have to pay it until you right you you presented this sir right you bring this into my life and you take it away no (laughs) you can't do that so i replied back 
oh wow you either believe in freedom from the system or you don't brother in question <laughs> <laughs> i put brother in quotes that time right and he said either you want freedom or you don't question mark i love my people but we must learn to stand together so that was <laughs> with your kids uh, no no not with your kids not with my oh, kids okay with your anyway. boys that you're going to vegas with right so that was uh that was thursday night so then uh oh wait yeah that was thursday night so then the next day i replied back to him <laughs> the only thing i can't stand is niggas that ain't trying to help brothers out as a black nation so you gonna charge me for what god intended that don't sound right i guess <laughs> I guess next you're going to tell me I should pay my taxes, parking tickets, and rent. Yes. Man, <laughs> man, you come straight out of a comic book. <laughs> you want me to be all responsible and shit. Yes. So, well, remember, this is him trying to help me from not being, the only response he wants me to have is be responsible for paying him $200. Yes. After that, I won't have to be responsible ever again to my children. No. So he says, so you are unwilling to support a brother trying to free you from the system of oppression? Okay i bet if i i bet if i was white and a lawyer and told you the same thing you would have no problem paying me wait 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 wait, wait, wait. white and a lawyer and a lawyer mm-hmm. and a lawyer like that's not a thing right <laughs> right right and a lawyer like you might not you might actually get what you want from paying the lawyer. In, in this right. in this fictional world where people go to law school and get and educated know how to do this. and possibly right. yeah and possibly can you know have advice that's been vetted and pass an right. exam right uh in that fictional world i would i would probably pay the 200 dollars. what he's saying <laughs> are you gonna pay a lawyer like and i like how all lawyers are white yeah white well white and a lawyer because he knows yeah. if he was black and a lawyer i'd be like hell no Mm-mm. yeah yeah no <laughs> you, right, you're a lawyer that he's black right. not that he's not a lawyer right yeah, yeah so he says if i was white and a lawyer tell you the same thing you have no problem paying me i see it all the time so i said <laughs> oh lord mm-hmm, yeah which means he loses a lot of loses a lot of people this way so I, so i go if i'm unwilling to support my own children why would i want to support a grown-ass man there it is <laughs> that makes no sense to me and i don't care <laughs> i don't care about your race but you're not even a lawyer what the hell man you gonna get me locked up are you the goddamn police <laughs> <laughs> so he responded exactly i'm not a lawyer a lawyer can't do this for you i can oh. right I, now why would a lawyer not be able to do this for me but you can. can yeah this like is it illegal like what are we I about mean, to get into that a lawyer can't do this for you because this might not be a thing that can happen right. right he practices law which means he has never been in the game i apply the law you i like pl- the street game this is amazing <laughs> the dope game the game that you run right. i love this keep going keep going he says i play the game to mate if you cannot if you cannot gird your loins and stand like man this ain't for you stay in your oppression if you want to peace is his sigil um that little emoji with the dollar and the wings on it flying away (laughs) it should be because that was some game of thrones shit right there (laughs) yeah so i said so you're not even a lawyer and what game are you talking about this ain't a game to me this is my money you acting like raising kids is easy i can't afford to get no more hoes if i'm broke (laughs) <laughs> and you over here talking about some damn games bike week is coming up soon son that means high school hoes looking for fun and to make some mistakes oh, no. you tripping bruh plus you seem like the feds i'm out 
<laughs> so oh then, my god, Rod. I that thought I checked thought, so many boxes. <laughs> I, I, I felt like that would be the end of it. But he continued. Yeah. He posted a picture of Paula Dean smiling that, and the caption said, Nigga, you crazy. So <laughs> I responded <laughs> I spend, I responded back. You would send a racist white woman mean to a black man, right? I see you now, dog. I see you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so then he sent me a black person meme with Michael Blackson, the comedian, and it says, try again, motherfucker. And I said, whatever, officer. <laughs> and then he sent me a meme of Kermit sitting down and said, really, son? Really? And he Aww. said, nah, just a little fun. Brother, if you believe I'm the police, you got it twisted. Ask Justin if I'm the feds. We went to school together. And I was like, oh, shit. Sorry, Justin. He said, <laughs> maybe that might comfort you i i ain't playing when it comes to child support and then i just sent him uh emoji of uh that's like the facebook emojis and it's the one from carnival and it's got the uh black dude in a masquerade costume and a white woman in a masquerade costume and a heart over their head and they're leaning together and that was the end so yeah (laughs) i completely forgot that justin was involved in this story at all and then you said Justin's name at the end. I was like, you know what? That makes so much sense. Yeah. If yeah, you guys want to hear, Justin. if you guys want to hear Justin lose his shit, I'm not joking. Uh, if you're a premium member, go to Spreecast and go to, uh, like, I think you can click on where it says your name in the right corner mm-hmm. and it says my Spreecast and it takes you to the old ones. Right. So it archives the balls deep sports, I think for like a week or so click on the latest one. And the first like 30 minutes are me telling him this story he could not breathe he was laughing so hard we had a blast <laughs> it took so long to tell him the story because he was laughing so much like i didn't think it was that funny until i told justin and justin lost his shit when it when i when i posted the picture of the chat justin didn't even comment on facebook he just called me on my phone and laughed for five minutes so <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's from knowing the guy i don't know all right i love justin i want to be on a show with justin someday i feel like he and i would get along all right well, we, can make, no, that we can make that happen man mm-hmm. yeah um, man i mean i like every now and then we interact on twitter and he's just like if you want to pull the shit out of people i'm like yes constantly he's like something's happening and i like it <laughs> if you want to be ogled uh by justin uh we'll we'll make that happen because hey who doesn't everybody loves forbidden fruit yeah that's true that's what he does no uh, <laughs> hey well, everybody's married my wife will beat his wife up it'll be great yeah oh man i don't know if turk can fight or not i feel like turk would let justin get beat up like, <laughs> shivana can definitely fight and she can yeah. fight a guy so <laughs> yeah i feel like turk would be like that's that's what he does right mm-hmm. all right let's talk about some news guys speaking of gay stuff uh, airbnb host uh, uh airbnb bans a host who booted out gay people so gay couple i don't blame them good you can do that it's your corporation you can do whatever you want because mm-hmm. you use airbnb before right yeah absolutely okay, i have okay because i've heard about it and i'm kind of learning about it and being educated on it because a lot of people to do a lot of heavy traveling or if they go to like areas where they have big events a lot of people said it is cheaper to do the airbnb than actually to get a hotel this is the good. other thing mm-hmm. sorry go, go ahead. ahead go ahead no go ahead i, I gotta add after oh yeah the other thing is like um i used to rent out my apartment in chicago i used to live before i moved in with Giovanna. i lived on um the northwest side in an area called lincoln square um so that's pretty far out from like the downtown area and because of zoning and i guess um the lobbies and everything in chicago 
almost all of the hotels are downtown in the um, in like the central downtown area where it's real heavy tourism and you know it's in the loop area, um, which is great. But most people live in the outlying neighborhoods, and so if you wanted to come see your family, for example, I was dating Giovanna but not living with her. So then I went to her house and lived at her house for like three weeks, rented out my apartment to these really cute grandparents whose first grandbaby had just been born like a around the corner from my apartment. So they paid me like a couple thousand dollars to rent my place for three. They paid me more than my rent for the month to rent my place for three weeks to hang out with their grandbaby. I mean, you can get to different parts in a city, which is awesome. Wow. That's dope, man. Yeah, it was great. They took care of my cats. Like I just left my, like whenever I would go out of town, I would rent out my apartment to people who wanted, like who were okay with cats and they would, cats it for me basically well let's be honest cats take care of themselves no. <laughs> well yes but they do every now and then need food uh yeah they'll i mean that's what they let you think you know? <laughs> they they if, you, if push came to shove they will eat themselves it's true or um, the dog well i have a dog so they'd eat the dog first they'd team up right. i have two cats so right they'd be like she's finally gone let's do it <laughs> yeah. initiate cat plan c formation <laughs> right. formation alpha um but uh here's the article party city helps you celebrate oh wait everything. first let's talk about party city guys party yeah, city then they didn't pay bye it's a fun right. place to uh if you go on to airbnb it's a fun place to buy shit and show up in costume mm-hmm. uh are the owners there when you show up by the way like yeah uh, sometimes they can be um so i did one in mexico uh, i went to my my um I did one in this town in Mexico, which is literally all Americans. Like, it's 100% white people who live there, pretty much, who do Airbnb. And so, like, it was a little more like doing it in America than doing it in a foreign country. Um, And so I went there, and she was there. She showed us all around, and then she left. And um, then there's been ones. I went to New York. I did one. The hosts weren't there. They took – they had, like, a welcome sheet just to tell you what was going on and where the locks are and where the Wi-Fi password is and – Mm, that's dope it was cool i mean like i can imagine i I know that there's like a lot of opportunity for bad stuff happening yeah um i never worried i always had someone with me when i was home to show them around to my apartment but like um you know that's just because i'm a woman alone and who knows so i usually had someone like i just had a neighbor come over so there were two of us um when i was renting out mine but when i went to go stay at other people's uh the one in mexico was the only one where someone was physically there to show us around we did one in Paris, but it wasn't through Airbnb, but was a home share type of thing. And she showed us around, too. I think in foreign countries, it's more common because stuff is weird and you don't really know what to do. Ah. Um, but in everywhere I've stayed in the States, I only have done it in New York because uh, I've stayed in hotels. If Or like I go to California, I stay with friends. I go to New York, I stay in Airbnb because hotels are so expensive. Yeah. Um, and I want to stay in Brooklyn. And there are so very few hotels in Brooklyn. Yeah, what kind of stuff happens in the Airbnb? You say you were worried about it being dangerous. What kind of stuff would happen? Oh, um, I'm just like, I, if I rent to like a single, I used to rent to like a, anybody who wanted it. So I wouldn't be just like a couple, but mm. I don't know. Like if there's a single man who wants to rent my apartment, he knows I'm going to be there to show him around. Okay. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, that's true. And, and I heard <clears throat> for a lot of people that say, just read the contract to be sure that, uh, if you want privacy, that the person that's written it isn't also going to be there during that time. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. But it, you can work out a lot of things beforehand by talking. You know, um, with mm-hmm. the grandparents, I was like, so I'm in town. So if you need anything, you can let me know. And so they called me and, um, you know, they were just like, oh, yeah, we were just asking about this. And I'd come over and help them with something. But that only happened once. They left a sweater. Their daughter came over and got it later. Okay. You know. 
that ain't bad uh, someone said i get concerned the owners might have stuff around like cameras installed or something yeah that could happen you know but i feel like at this point all of us are on the internet so all of us have phones we surveil ourselves yeah well everybody i just feel like everyone's on the internet somewhere either naked or having sex just it's just the law of uh right. the law of the internet at this right point. if you so, got an X- right. xbox one believe you me always all these ps4 and all that stuff you always own dog yeah don't let that stop you from doing anything guys it sure won't do it's, you know. it's gonna happen i'm when I'm, I, I mean this isn't legal advice but i was very i was satisfied by the airbnb contract when i read the whole thing and okay. by the insurance that they offer you if there's any damages and okay. i just always thought that the interface was you know, this is how eBay started, right? People were like, well, how can you guarantee they're going to send you stuff? You send them money, they send you nothing. But eBay had good workarounds with it. Mm-hmm. And now that, I mean, that was 10 years ago. So Airbnb started, what, like three or four years ago. And I think they kind of took an eBay model um, where they figured out what the pain points in that system were. And they told people like, okay, so what you're worried about is people messing up your stuff, people doing this, people doing that. So here's the insurance we're going to offer. Here's the claims it's system that you can get it. Here's how you make sure that, like, vet people. Here's how we vet people. I never had anything but good experiences with it. Yeah, okay. that's dope. Yeah. Um So here's, let's back to this article, the, the, the couple getting uh, booted out. And Wang was looking for a weekend getaway in Galveston. This is the oh, yeah. patio. Texas. That, the bedroom's right here. He found the perfect place in this historic-looking Galveston home. This home was very gorgeous. By the way, looking at the home, it looks like the home's in Charleston, South Carolina. It does. Galveston, yeah. Texas is right on the water. It's just like Charleston. Lots okay. of ways. Okay, uh, that's why it looks like that. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say it just looks like uh, oppression and bigotry stays there. Mm-hmm. It looks like okay. hurricanes get, get it nice and clean every couple years. Mm-hmm. Right. Breakfast listed on Airbnb for 140 bucks a night. He quickly locked in the deal. We went in and we took a tour of the house on our own. Everything looked really nice. Wang and his partner Brent unpacked and headed to a friend's wedding reception. Here they are all dressed up. That night they came back to their B&B and found themselves in an uncomfortable encounter with the homeowner. Heather asked me uh, where my wife was, who's this person, and it was my significant other Brent. And she said, oh, I thought you were bringing a wife. I said, well, I never said that specifically. And she, I said, well... Is that going to be okay? And she said, well, it's not. Wang said the Airbnb host told them to get out, so they respectfully started packing up. And she also commented as we were going upstairs that that's actually their bedroom upstairs, so we're even more uncomfortable with it. Late on Friday night, they had nowhere else to go. And everybody was full for the weekend. Wang, a commercial airline pilot by trade, called in a favor and finally found a place for the night. Today, he showed us the Airbnb listing and a tiny mention at the bottom there. The hosts are, quote, straight friendly. In a statement to Eyewitness News, what is straight friendly? Right. Ah, uh, that's a fair housing violation. Yes, yeah, and straight friendly is clearly discrimination. Like, I love how people couch shit in like, no, we're the one that's being open minded. You know, like we're just friendly to straight people, which means no gays allowed. Right. That's I mean, like, that's a that's an interesting way to to do a loophole, right? So they say straight friendly. They hope that that means like what I would honestly do because I don't want to deal with it is just keep scrolling. Right. Yeah. And that's what they're hoping is that they don't ever have to deal with it. They say straight friendly. I go cool bigots and I don't want to deal with it because mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of time. You but, know? But, but to me, it's akin to saying whites only or it is, right? you know, so like, it's funny that that even made it by the censors for Airbnb. Be, I'd be like, yeah, no, take that shit off or don't, don't use our program. Right. But, because anybody can use our services. You can't discriminate. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have 
you know, you couldn't put that on an apartment listing because of fair housing laws. Exactly. Right. Exactly. The host named Heather said, quote, I'm completely in all my legal realms and morals. When I asked her to <laughs> rent to gay couples, she said, quote, that's none of your business. That's my private home. But you use it as a business, though. You, you're right. making a business agreement to fucking lease your home for, for, for a short amount of time. You can't turn around and be like, no, this is private. You know, like, what the I mean, fuck is that? She's legally within her rights. She can, you know, she can do that, but she just can't use Airbnb to do it. Right. That's what right. Yeah. She put the listing out on her own, of course, but you know what? You wouldn't get half the traffic if you did that. That's right. Look, if she's going to be on a platform, if she's going to be listing and all, I mean, she can have her prejudices. She just can't have her money too. make a choice. If I'm gay, I'm fucking on her bed. I don't give a Absolutely. fuck. Absolutely. Immediately. As soon as she said, that's y'all got to get y'all stuff. Y'all gay. That's our bedroom. I'm like, all right. Well, just give us about 20 minutes. Mm-mm. No, I'm a, not only am I gonna be fucking in their bed. I'm wa- I'm taking my stuff as I walk up the stairs. Mm-hmm. I start fucking in their bed. They try to put me out. I said, "No, nah, I have a signed short term lease. You can try to kick me out. I suggest you get an injunction on Monday." Mm. Well, it's Texas. They got guns, so I'm uh, fuck. I'm fucking on all they shit though. I know that much. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be fucking on their countertops, their bathroom, and then I'm gonna email them later and be like we fucked everywhere i'm gonna make some calls too it's not just gonna be me yeah. fucking everywhere you guys will find sperm you'll be you'll still be finding sperm months later that's how much there's gonna be glitter in everything i'm gonna put that glitter is. in the carpet there's gonna be glitter like you don't like everywhere i'm, it, I'm put that shit on the ceiling fan and turn that shit on i'll that's get right. <laughs> fuck you <laughs> It's the kind of glitter makes a man love a man. It's a man everywhere. love a man. Wait, Karen, now are you talking about glitter or sperm? Glitter. B- shit both. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> wait, wait. There is no difference. We have this discussion before on this show about gay sperm. Mm, true. That's it true. is full of glitter. We know this. Yes. Well, it was gay blood that was full of glitter, but I would mm-hmm. assume sperm would be very closely related. Yeah, it turns into it. You didn't know? Yeah. So, oh, our, oh. so yeah I, you gotta fuck all over the house you got you got it's like your obligation at this point like i would even find a straight couple that would cover for me rent from them again and then they would invite a gay orgy to happen in that people's house and film it and then put that shit on like put that shit on like like just leave, leave the video on their doorstep like yeah we fucked everywhere you need to get rid of all the shit in your house you're gonna have to find your friend who is um like straight now like my friends uh are straight now because one is a man now because he transitioned okay and so they used to be lesbians but now they're straight so they could be like they could be like the white people on the underground railroad that like help people stay at their house and shit like you can do that as a straight couple it's like we're just gonna we're like abolitionists to offensive gay shit well, wait, I'm just gonna go, gonna like march in a couple of like couples that are completely like you can't tell if they're straight or gay because there's all sorts of trans stuff going on. And this mm. is, I have several friends like this and march them through there and be like, you thought you were renting to a straight couple, but now look. Right. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, when they switch Folgers with your coffee. Mm-hmm. Ah! I'm like, oh, this coffee was so good. Bitches, Folgers. What? How yeah, dare you? Yeah, it's full of gay glitter sperm. You're drinking it. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no. We let gays stay here and they had a good time? No. <laughs> they probably even enjoyed our coffees. All right. Um, so, no yeah. No wonder why I walked in here and all of a sudden we looked organized and color-coded and our right. couches matched. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, they really acted like they walked in and just, it's raining, man, started playing. <laughs> it did. Uh, it's it raining, is. man. 
um so let's see what else happens um man i have a lot of different news here uh stacy dash um was talking about the wage gap as she has been brought on fox news as an expert to do Mm -hmm. uh she was on the meredith vieira vieira show meredith vieira used to be on the view she's like katie kirk but with no journalistic credentials oh okay well she brought on uh another person that has no journalistic i want an investment plan focused on be quiet he he brought another uh person on that has no journalistic uh credentials but is on uh tv doing the news every day and that's stacy dash um although i do you know maybe it's just my soft spot or whatever i do feel bad when people bring up that she's not attractive as she used to be because i feel like that's not really the the problem Mm-mm. with the shit that's coming out of her mouth well i don't really know how you're going to have a discussion about how her opinion on the wage gap is misogynist and then also call her ugly because she's 45 yeah like that like that always bothers me and i never participate in you know it's a cheap shot and it's yeah. totally beside the point yeah i get right. that you know pettiness is pettiness and i won't stand in it's like uh stacy dash has become race al ghul at the end of batman begins for me where i won't kill her but i don't have to save her so i will watch the memes go up and i'm like that is horribly unfair sexist and i disagree with it oh yeah i'm not defending her right but it is typically right when she just says some froggy ass shit and i'm just like i'm not gonna take these bullets for you stacy nope (laughs) her gop black chick it's like a group of women where i'm just like not gonna take these bullets for you i'm sorry you're problematic not this one (laughs) yeah i I mean it like can we just all acknowledge that it's one of the best like doctor who level time travel trolls of our time that she starred in a movie called clueless yes it is awesome it's like they told the future it's just the best it's like they knew the future man it's the best uh so here we go she spoke out in a new video about gender inequality in hollywood dc and in fortune 500 companies and i know that you took issue with what she said why well because i feel like it's an excuse it's the same thing with race you know it's it's an excuse stop making excuses you know if there are opportunities seize them and and be prepared for them and and be the best if that's what it takes if you have to be extraordinary then be extraordinary but i feel like we're we're fighting an uphill battle when you look at the just the numbers we make 78 cents for every dollar that a man makes and but the you rate do. we're going and we've talked about this on the show before my daughter who's 22 will be 65 when there's five- yeah and i know i already know what you're gonna say yeah white women right right yeah. i said you do meredith okay yeah. right yeah. yeah not nobody else in the group right yeah like it's even less for other people before. my daughter who's 22 will be 65 when there is finally pay equality. There's something no. wrong, something clearly wrong. I don't know that it's just, you know, us not taking responsibility. We're not giving the opportunity. Well, I feel like that if, it, I don't I don't know if that's true. I really feel like if you that's are. That's true, that's not. I, I, that's the one thing about the Fox News like era. You just can go, I don't know if a fact is true. Like, and that and and by the way that doesn't give you um reason to go look something up Mm-mm. or Educate. to counter it with another fact no you just go i don't know if that's true i'm gonna hold on to my uninformed opinion because here's my thing i mean i don't know if that's true but the way that i mean it is 
I don't know if the pay gap will close when her daughter's 65. I know it's projected to. Right. And I don't know if the pay gap will close for anybody but white women when her daughter is 65. And I know it's projected to. So right. I don't know if that's true either. So I'm like, this is where I come into the stupid and evil part because like I could say, I don't know if that's true and then have an extremely radical anti-capitalist argument follow my statement. Mm-hmm. She says, I don't know if that's true. Which I think is an accurate statement, right? Because, obviously, depending, and now she's going to just like smear bullshit all over it. Yeah, which is funny though because like I could even see you say, "I don't know if that's true." This is what I know, right? But it's just I don't know if that's true, and then it's always like some pull yourself up by your bootstraps anecdotal argument, and it's yes. like that's not that's not statistically based in anything. That's just how you yeah. Do. Mm-hmm. You don't know if that's true because you don't know anything about this. Right. So it, shut up. Right. You've been giving your opinion and you don't even have a fucking a one right. fact one. Right? right. Right. And we also live in a society where a lot of these people, they're how they feel is fact. And that's you. you exactly. That's very unrealistic. Right. I know. I, I know that the numbers. Are right. Good. Right. But I feel like your daughter will be able to make as much money as she wants in her life just like you are i mean look at you you know right but for i am successful it took me a long time it takes a lot of people a long time and And for many years i was not getting paid the same as right and you think it's because you're a woman i think that had a lot to do with it if you look at the number there's a reason why women get 78 cents and men get a buck Um, i i i guess i guess i won't put my fate into anything other than my my own action and taking my destiny in my in my hands, well, I, I agree will not with that. be a victim. Yeah, no, I'm not saying anything. I'm a victim. I'm pissed off. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, I don't want to be a and victim. That's, yes. And that's the thing. If yeah. you want to be pissed off about it, then be pissed off about it and work harder for it. But I don't think us, you know, complaining about it because there is a law passed that we get that we get paid equal pay. Except we don't. But we right, don't. we don't. Ah, we don't. Okay, we don't. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Number that- one. Lily Ledbetter complained about it, and now there's a law. Right. Number two, ignorance of systems, but we already know that about her, right? So she considers that a person saying something about how she isn't equally paid is the same thing as acknowledging there's a system that pays women less. Mm -hmm. There is a system that pays women less. Second, Meredith Vieira, or third, Meredith Vieira didn't um, fight her on the fact that she probably isn't paid as much as men doing her same job right now. Right. Currently, just because she's paid a lot. And this is the other thing, right? The the next like little pivot is somebody being like, well, you're paid a lot. How much more do you need? Well, fuck you. How much more does a male CEO need? Right. Like I I I make what I make what I make. Like I get as much as him because we do the same fucking job. That's how much I'm worth. I'm worth the same as him in the market. That's why. Mm-hmm. And so, and then to say like, well, your daughter's going to be fine. I do agree with her. Probably Meredith Vieira's rich ass daughter is probably going to be fine, but it doesn't mean the pay gap doesn't exist. It doesn't mean the system doesn't exist. And it doesn't mean that her daughter's going to be paid the same as a dude who is from a rich family too. Right. It's all relative. And most importantly, it's all relative as far as nepotism, you know, just because your family's going to be okay. doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> right. Like, well, your daughter will probably be fine. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's okay. Speaking of, um, you know, systematic, issues because you know when you get into this anecdotal like well don't be a victim just believe in yourself and it'll work out uh bullshit that people have um kfc franchise owner must pay employees three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars in back wages um the owner of 13 kfc locations in new york city new york city (laughs) must pay his employees three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars in back wages for a settlement with the state of new york 
accused to the uh, i mean according to the associated press franchisee heron patel violated several labor laws between november 2011 and september 2014 patel would not pay employees overtime but would require them to work after they had clocked out oh no i clock out i'm going home yeah. See, this is the thing that people don't understand. Not only is there a system of inequality in terms of men and women getting paid um, equally and in terms of people of different races getting paid equally, there's a generalized push towards not paying workers that's happening. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's a ge- and, and all of that minimum wage um, and rallies around getting paid fairly and rallies around fair labor laws that are starting people are starting to um, see increasing lately. Every time you make a good law around minimum wage or around good um, labor practices, it disproportionately helps women because women get shit on constantly on those regards. And actually, it brings up everything and everybody. You know, like people are like get like really frustrated and really um, angry in this minimum wage thing because they really want to pretend like they're better than people who make minimum wage. Right. forgetting that we live in a consumer economy and making sure corporations actually pay people to buy their products is one of the most uh, economically stimulative things you can do. Mm-hmm. Just because it helps poor people doesn't mean it's bad for everybody else. It's actually way better for everybody else mm-hmm. and people will not listen. Yep. And it's funny because like I was talking to uh, my friends about the uh, you know minimum wage possibly being raised and just the proposal of fifteen dollars and you know I was like it's really a negotiation tactic I don't think they would get fifteen but the problem is it needs to be raised at some point anyway and then there's this whole like well if you don't like it then don't get, take a job doing that you know like this negative type of feeling and I was like you do understand the job is rigged the mm-hmm. job is rigged like if you don't work a certain amount of hours you don't qualify for things like insurance right uh savings plans 401k 401k so then you have that and then on top of that um you know what they're not paying you that much it's not like you'd be able to put away that money anyway but who couldn't use insurance right well when someone goes we're gonna work you for 35 hours we're gonna work you for 35 hours and you will not qualify for the 40 hour a week uh you know all these payroll uh benefits but you will work just about uh, as much time as that and then they top it off with also we're going to illegally make you work so like it's not like you didn't work 40 hours you work 40 plus hours but you're getting paid for 35 because i don't want to kick in what i actually owe you and then you know while you know well there's a legal system to catch that shit of course sure um how the fuck in 2011 in november to september 2014 when i didn't get paid and now we're in may 2015 um not to mention how much you know lawyer court fees all this stuff that's going to come out of the settlement when you finally do break me off my couple hundred dollars check um i've been broke all this time like this shit ain't Mm -hmm. like this isn't making me whole this isn't fixing my life this isn't you know it's just i got fucked at the time that it happened and the idea is well these people have less work ethic than us because we're we went to college or we are fortunate to work better jobs or we you know we got lucky and someone looked out for us but this person's just lazy what about that sound fucking lazy to you look that's what people want to tell themselves because people really want to believe that they're better just because they make more money or for whatever reason because they're white because they're a man whatever but the basis is Number one, you probably signed an arbitration agreement anyway, right? Because in order to get into your job, you had to do whatever you had to do. Because if you're working a minimum wage job, it means you can't work a different job, 
right? Yeah. That's the job that you can work. This means you have no bargaining power whatsoever. So whatever they want to schedule you, you got to work it. Yeah. Whatever they want to do to make you not pay overtime, you got to do it because mm-hmm. you got to try to put food on the table. Now they strategically scheduled you as inflexibly as late as possible. They give you right. your sh- your shift, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't figure out what else to do. Every time everybody says. Oh, get more education. How are you going to pay for it? And how are you going to go to class when you don't know what your schedule is till two days before the schedule? Right. right. I, went, I went to college and I worked at a Wendy's part time. Mm-hmm. And the first couple of weeks was great. Right. They just fit right fit with my schedule, everything for mm-hmm. class, everything I told her when I applied. Two, three weeks into that, they, they decide, oh, we need to schedule you for night. So and so didn't show up today. All right, well, I'll do it one time, but you know, typically I have class in the morning. I can't do this. All right, right. well, whatever. Three weeks later, well, I've been working nights, like for like two weeks. I'm like, what the fuck happened to that? Like, you got right. like the and and their th- their thought process was, well, most people that have this job can't afford not to, and they can't afford to it. tell me no. Right. So right. one one time they booked me for nights, and I just didn't show up. I was like, That's no, right. I'm not gonna do it you got i told you guys what my schedule was you for some reason you don't believe me and so they were like you can't do this you gotta you gotta work night you gotta oh you gotta come in or whatever i was like no so for a couple a couple more weeks it went back to fitting with my schedule and then but that's bargaining power because you're not trying to feed three kids on that exactly i had the luxury of being able to be like well i just won't need the 50 extra dollars a week that i get in addition to whatever my parents send me not to mention i'm on full scholarship i have a cafeteria mm-hmm. I, like i'm eating i have right. like i'm okay i have room and board i'm, I'm right. good i like if i was in a situation where it was like well is this and my kids don't eat or is this and i don't eat or is this and i don't have anywhere to live i would have just had to do that shit and if they would have told me clock out at 11 but work till two i would have just had to do that shit too and That's I feel right. like people don't recognize that because they've never been at the bottom before or they've never had these jobs before and seen it, see it with my own eyes. So, yeah, I'm not surprised by the – the only thing I'm surprised by in this story is that he actually got caught and paid the money. Right. Um, and right. at the end of the day, I guarantee you he still saved a shit ton of money. Oh, of course he did because there are approved. people in the class that are not represented right. and the class does have to pay their attorneys. So they're not going to get and, and they should, but right. they're not going to get, you know, what they deserve out of it. But, right. you know, the thing is with this, that everybody forgets what minimum wage is supposed to mean. If minimum wage is not a living wage, what does it mean? Right. You're supposed to make a living wage on minimum wage. That's what minimum means. Right. I'm minimum, below. It, it can't just mean just like what legally the minimum is. Like it conceptually, it needs to be tied to what you need to live on. Right. And if the I'm, other thing about them scheduling mm-hmm. 35 hours is that they make you go. It make it allows you to go on food stamps. They strategically schedule right. you so that you can take advantage of government programs to which the corporation does not contribute. Right. They, and you give you, uh, like, I can work 30 hours a week, 40 hours a week, and I'm still below the poverty line. That's terrible. Right. Like, that's not minimum that's wage. Not, that's, that's not, not what a minimum, minimum means. Exactly. Right. And then the last thing was, uh, that I was going to say was, what's the difference between this? Like, to me, this is like when people go, well, from 1913 uh, to 1947, uh, they were no longer slaves. They were sharecropping. It's like, Thank you. oh my God, I was just like, say that. have you looked into the economics of sharecropping? Because it's pretty much slavery. Mm-hmm. You it's just need sharecropping. To, yeah, like right now, right? Exactly. So this is modern day sharecropping, but it allows us to, and, and ironically, people still 
pushed the the same memes that they did on uh black people at the time which is oh the lazy negroes sitting on the torch not doing any work while they're doing all the work and we do that with people that work minimum wage jobs well it's not really a job where you're getting the fries out of the fryer later come on man and i'm like when's the last time you busted a fucking sweat at your job ever just shut the fuck okay. up food service is a very hard job i've worked it yes it is food service is a physically demanding and difficult job but also the main thing is food service is associated with shit women do for free Mm -hmm. so people devalue food service constantly because people think of food service as shit women do for free you will find that every job that people think of as shit women do for free is the lowest paid job that we have look at care work look at teaching look at especially early childhood education right if you do not have a union, teachers and nurses, then you get fucked. People right. who clean, cook, take care of people, right? So if you have a job that is associated with shit women, especially women of color, used to do for free for a long time, people think it's still worth nothing. Because exactly. in a capitalist economy, if it was free, it's worthless. Exactly. Care work is not worthless. Food service is not worthless. It's yeah. worthy. These laborers, the people who come, people talk about like labor costs. Oh, the cost of labor, blah, blah, blah. No, these people are your business. They are your business. Right. These and are we, the people who are the biggest thing that is a question of whether you make money or not. Mm-hmm. And we all and they need don't have it. any respect. And we all need it and we all use it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think for me, that's the thing that upsets me. And, and it's funny how, um, when y'all was talking about, uh, how all of a sudden once people in society started paying black people they became lazy and it's going to be the same thing with latinas and mexican and and um descent once we get to a point where they become uh residents you know like like they are illegal citizens and once we get to the point where we begin to pay them in the wage they will be called lazy too right now they're the hardest workers well, ever because you do not pay them girl, so I'll they work hard california is different if you go to a uh, if you go to a Mexican session state anywhere in the Southwest, right? So California, Arizona, Texas, New Mexico, any place like that, I will tell you there all of the history of Black people in the South is the history of Mexican people in those states. I believe that. Okay, mm-hmm. it is. It, all the stereotypes of Black people in the South and Black people generally in America from that time in the South are the same as the American Southwest. I, there's a history of lynching. Mm-hmm. The the case that preceded Brown versus Board of Education actually took place in Orange County, California, where I grew up and in Westminster. And it was about keeping Mexican kids out of um, white schools They're like all the segregation history is the same. The treaty came in that ended the Mexican-American War. And it said that the official language was English, specifically because all of the rich, white looking Spaniards spoke English and none of the um, mestizo brown looking Mexicans did. And so they took away like any of their opportunity to have access to the justice system through a language, you know, barrier by instituting a language barrier in a state Mm. where half the, you know, like everybody spoke Spanish pretty much. Wow. So like all of that history is the exact same there. So all of that lazy Mexican, like think about Speedy Gonzalez. The reason that Speedy Gonzalez is a funny joke is because he moves fast. Yeah. Unlike most Mexicans. Well, unlike his more racist cousin, Slowpoke Gonzalez. (laughs) I ain't forgotten. even as a even as a even as a even as a kid i was like that's racist he runs past all these siesta like sombrero sleeping people you know yeah all the time and then slowpoke comes in and he's like sweetie we must and you're like oh this racist oh shit this This is killing me like i didn't even like when i I, it took me a while but even as a kid it never sat right man um 
Mm-hmm. Oh, but I said, and something else I want to say before we move on uh, off this topic is that I think that America has been tricked into, especially college educated Americans have been tricked into salary. Yes. A lot of times they trick people into salary just so they don't have to pay you overtime. And yes. by the time you calculate the hours that you work, you're literally making less than minimum wage. Honestly, yes. by the time they cal- calculate out your 120 hour a week, which nobody should be goddamn working seven days a week, a month straight with no days off. By the time they calculate this shit out, you literally make below minimum wage, but they make you feel better because they give you goddamn salary. But at the end of the day, your salary is a drop in the bucket compared to the amount of hours that they work you so they're working you just as hard as they working these people that that they get paid minimum wage but you're too dumb and stupid to realize that that's why you have this salary job and you can't pay your college degree off you got this salary job but you're still staying home with your mama it's still a trick you're in the same boat as these people but all they do is quote unquote promise you a little bit pay higher to them you shouldn't be working 30 40 Forty thousand dollars a year working salary, working all those hours. It makes no sense, well, but it's I, all a trick. I think You're that's right. why you have a lot of people though that um are on salary jobs that are completely against raising the minimum pay wage because they absolutely think well, that's the only thing that makes me better than you. Like this is the thing. The the corporate job is coded masculine. It's traditionally right. a masculine sphere. So they think of it as a better job. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's no different. This is one of the ways that misogyny hurts everybody. Uh let's talk about some more some more news here, guys. Uh let's talk about some good news. Avengers Age of Ultron uh passed uh some huge box office a huge box office milestone this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I feel about this about Josh Whedon the way that um, Luther the anger translator felt in um, the uh, Obama at the Obama correspondence dinner where he was just like she gonna get all the monies <laughs> like I feel that way about Josh Whedon where I just want him to get all the money all of it cause he cares yeah I'm such a big fan of his movies um, well it officially has been in theaters uh, let's see when this was published at uh uh, a total of one day and it's already breaking some crazy records at the box office as it turns out the film earned over 80 million dollars in its first day alone Goddamn. which is more than the first avengers and has placed it as the second highest first day earning of all time uh wow. sec- what day did it come out yeah it came out thursday, thursday. um but are they starting to do that now is thursday the new release date yeah, yeah. they've been so doing trying to expand the weekend earnings yeah they've been right. doing that for years with yeah it broke a record on a thursday yeah mm-hmm. going seven- up it's thursday at seven o'clock too yeah, so it's not even like earliest. it's not even like wow. thursday all day at midnight right? you know not how they use a day That's yeah 84.46 million which is very close to the initial industry estimate of 85 million which is incredibly high uh or is propped by thursday night previews where avengers 2 made 27.6 million on a thursday night uh for comparison the first avengers made uh 10 million dollars less than that on this preview night uh age of ultron's first day earnings put it right behind the leader for opening day which is harry potter and the deathly hallows part two which earned 91.07 million so seven million dollar difference um and when you consider that deathly hallows 2 was close to the close of an eight movie series right 
that that's amazing although i guess in a way you could count avengers 2 as a close of like eight movie series like there's so many movies that build up to this mm-hmm. yeah i don't know that that's necessarily the difference but you don't have to see them all to like really like it's not as clear of a thread but i think right. that you're right the analogy is pretty tight between the two yeah like they like it's not one for one but yeah like it's i wouldn't count it as just like well i didn't see any of the other movies and i check out avengers and avengers too like most people probably checked out of course some of those movies you know to build up to it right um anyway that's a lot uh just you know they making that money he getting Mm -hmm. all the money good Um, for him i'm here for i love it yeah we already did our age of ultron review um we loved it go see that shit Mm -hmm. um like depending on when we get done i might see it again josh we can do no wrong i thought about that shit if i hadn't slept hard we'd have been went to go see it last night Mm -hmm. nice well it. we're either gonna go um i think either tristan will have gone with his other mom because he stays there that week this weekend so he will have either gone this weekend or we'll go next weekend yeah james we might go again he might be into it james spader is a true man that nice. motherfucker was ultron um oh my yes yeah yeah, yeah he, he was good he's, he's very scary he ain't is he so dope. scary ain't he and then, a scary dude when you put his voice on a fucking eight foot tall robot, robot it's the scariest shit ever man he gave that robot life i was like oh um yeah i wouldn't want to fuck with that robot man, does look. he do that thing where he's like i'll kill you and i don't even know you or care uh he does several um matter of fact killing people speeches <sighs> yes uh my favorite is the one where he forgets that um children are called children because he's like the dinosaurs were replaced by the mammals this was replaced by that people will be replaced by little people what what are you children ha i lost the word and i'm like (laughs) you're laughing yeah you're laughing very matter of factly but you just talked about the extinction of the whole human race from the planet right um anyway uh let's see what else is going oh brian williams got removed from the artwork of the nightly news podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah Um, look he shouldn't have lied but um does the news forget that the entire news media lied and then we started a war Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah. yeah like whether or not he was in a helicopter doesn't mean as much to me as the death of like a million iraqi civilians mm. well i'll tell like, you this karen's counting this in her agenda towards brian williams never being back on the air yeah oh, karen's right karen's right he's yeah. gonna be scapegoated for all this i've she, been she on that agenda this. from the beginning yeah. they're gonna yeah, aaron called it. they're gonna aaron hernandez him they're gonna You're wipe right. away all his goddamn records <laughs> like he fucking never existed they're gonna be like you're gonna google his name he's gonna be like who is that it's gonna be your answer <laughs> you know what's funny is like um that's actually a very roman punishment so like my undergraduate degree is in classics and everybody talks about america as the new roman empire right um so the worst punishment in rome wasn't death the worst punishment is this, what you talked about it's being erased so um any wing of your house that you built is torn down if your um, name is on a statue they chisel it off like it you never existed mm Mm. they getting ready to wipe him off anything yeah that's a deep punishment yeah they're gonna burn his jerseys and everything they're yeah. like mm, you got to go you go you gonna google his name it's gonna be black speaking of his, law- his little untalented daughter's not gonna have a career anymore just because no. of her last name oh, yep oh. she gonna she gonna yeah for real she like like it's gonna be something where you know legally you're just gonna have to change your name they're like you look like mm, that ain't me Mm-mm, my uh, name my name has been officially changed Girl, she Williams can't change her face she gotta change her face she looks just like him allison Aww. allison williams shade um <laughs> she boring yeah <laughs> she got her she got her ass ate out for comedy you know so you know but i mean she's boring yeah i appreciate people to put it on the line though you know that's it's, true it's what it is 
anyway a man sued miller Coors for pretending blue moon is a craft beer uh for, what's the what did he sue them for he sued them for misleading him as a, cus, a consumer it's like Pro- some sort of like consumer um right be- be- because fraud, for fa- fraud. Fa- false advertising right he was like this oh. shit ain't craft like this is some shit made down in the same place the other shit made in it's nothing special about this oh, fucking bill D- did he lose uh i don't know it says uh evan parent accuses millicores of taking all kinds of steps to disguise the fact that blue moon is not producing small batches at a little independent brewery for example putting blue moon brewery not cores on the label and setting up a dedicated blue moon brewery at cores field the thing is contrary to his trademark slogan artfully crafted the blue moon you buy in the stores and used to and used to ruin the flavor of orange slices at bars isn't made in that facility it's made in the same huge colorado or north carolina plants that bring you miller high life and milwaukee's best but uh-huh. it costs much more per bottle than those products oh so he's saying that you got a dedicated spot but you only make your shit there uh he need to make this a class action suit because i want oh, on this right. I, I, I was fooled too that makes sense yeah that been, that's been, why he's no nah, that's why he's gonna lose because there are so many like they do that there's a there used to be a local beer here called goose island Mm-hmm. And then Coors bought it. And it's not made the same way that it used to be. But here's the thing. Artfully, artfully crafted doesn't tell you anything. Like, it's not a promise. It doesn't mm-hmm. tell you small batch crafted, right? right? Small batch crafted, you'd win. Artfully doesn't mean anything. So mm-hmm. what's he going to say? They lied to me because they told me it was artfully crafted? The fuck does artfully mean? I don't know, but I want in on this. Uh, it may, <laughs> I hope he wins, too. Fuck yeah, just, just in case he wins. It may. It's made in the same. Oh, wait. So parent points to the Brewers Association rules which aren't legally binding mind uh mind defining craft breweries as uh companies that produce less than six million barrels of beer annually and are no more than 25 percent owned by a major brewer miller coors produces 76 million barrels of beer uh or close facsimiles like ice house every year uh when he found out who really owed blue moon back in 2012 parent quit buying it he says it hasn't had one since See, okay, that's what he's that's that's his lawyer because that's what he's gonna have to prove. He has to prove that the reason that he bought it was not because it tasted good. The reason that he bought it was because he thought it was small craft beer. That's right, very hard that, to prove. Yeah. That's why I was that's buying hard to it. prove. That's why I was buying it. Because a lot of people do do support like their local breweries, like a lot of times they said it tastes better, higher quality, you know, whatever. But that's the thing. Tastes better and higher quality, those are different reasons than just because it was small bra- small craft, right? Okay. Right. Like I buy it because it tastes better. Then the false advertising doesn't matter. You already know what's in the bottle. Yeah, Karen's out of my lawsuit. She, she <laughs> she's not she's not speaking for me. I'm always me. me and I this, got booted out. Yeah, me and this parent dude. We need to go in together. Uh, Karen, either point. Do you I, identify as a craft brewist or no? Uh, I identify as being misled in this lawsuit. <laughs> I want to know if Karen it. identifies as a craft brewist because I know that Rod does. And maybe she just identifies with the tenants tenants of craft brewery, but she's not a craft brewist. No, I'm not. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he points out uh, that that previous uh, false claims advertising has uh, false advertising claims against booze conglomerates have been successful, including a suit by drinkers who believe that Karen Ichiban, produced by Anheuser Busch, was imported from Japan. Well, that's different because if it's if it says imported from Japan or Japanese on it, that's more um, specific than artful. I don't know. I don't know. I had to know the exact like what the parameters of that lawsuit was, but uh I know that they want <laughs> That was know, the lawyerist answer. Roger, you need to go to law school. I know from the can that it made me uh think it was from Japan. That's all I know. There you go. There you go. That's what you gotta prove. Right. <laughs> I know they do I know that it's like um 
uh they wouldn't correct you if you know what i'm saying like if you were like uh well man this is some japanese beer this is good they wouldn't be like actually it's just anheuser bush they'd be like mm-hmm, keep drinking oh please note i'm not saying that they're not doing everything that he says mm-hmm. they are they absolutely are. doing all of it yes tricking people yeah i'm trying to figure out if he can win yeah i, I mean so far i just want in on the class action i don't yes. if we lose we lose it is what it is i didn't pay any money to get in uh bourbon label jim bean was sued in february over the handcrafted claim on this label a claim blue moon also makes on its website mm. what do i mean by hand, on its label handcrafted uh you know handcrafted yeah. like personalized like you know done okay. done in smaller you know hands-on type of way not just put into a giant beer vat and poured out throw some hops on it and call it a day yeah you can see the difference between artfully and handcrafted though right yeah because handcrafted has a much stronger implication of people involved Mm-hmm. yeah and uh like i said they fooled me man i, I put the orange slice in my beer several times <laughs> thinking i was all sophisticated and shit these motherfuckers got me drinking some miller light or high life or something and charging thing. you double for it right. right now i feel stupid so i want to win the lawsuit well look the first time you drink it i think you have a claim but the second time you drink it you drink it because the taste no second time i drank it was I, every time i drank it was because i thought i was being sophisticated i don't know shit oh, it's about always this. prestige horror never yeah taste. exactly right I, oh you you hate it right you don't even like it i don't even like it i only wanted to right. be seen drinking a crab there beer, you go and they embarrassed me and uh <laughs> now you offended emotionally i don't know if i ever recover but there I have you go pain and suffering i need my, so we're gonna add an uh into uh, in, uh intentional infliction of emotional distress claim on here right because now that i've told everyone they know how much of a fool i am and that <laughs> right that makes me even more emotionally me hurt and um, defamation because they made you a liar mm-hmm. aclu uh has uh created an app that lets you automatically send videos of police encounters to yeah. what uh let's see in the time where nearly everybody okay i don't need that part instant reporting app mobile justice ca was created by the southern california branch of american civil liberties union as a way to keep law enforcement accountable and protect your rights available for the ios and android the free app allows users to instantly record and send a video of a police encounter to the aclu there you go additionally oh go ahead oh that's good because the lapd just now um over like on thursday they, the LAPD agreed to be wear, uh, wearing body cameras, the officers to wear body cameras. But do you know who keeps the footage? The police. That's right. Right. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, if you control the cameras and the footage, the corruption won't matter. The the uh, van that Freddie Gray was picked up in was supposed to have a working camera, but it was. And yet. And you know what? The, the guy who killed um, the man in Oklahoma, the fuck your breath guy, that yep. was a working dash cam. The right. death still happened. Mm-hmm uh and that yeah and that and that, actually the cam they recorded it on the footage that we saw the most popular was in his glasses which was donated by him yep. to the police so it wasn't even like they wouldn't even wear them he was the one wearing them right like this month anyway yeah um good good additionally the app allows you to turn on gps tracking so you can be notified of anyone else using the app near your location reports an incident in light of recent demonstrations against police brutality the app can be seen as essential equipment for being engaged in uh, peaceful protest uh the app also includes a list of u.s u.s rights giving the user an additional tool in potentially touchy situations involving police encounters as well as free speech and student rights demonstrations by the way, whitest app ever i can see myself 
fucking this app up and getting just like hold up hold up wait a second hold up i know you want to search my car give me let me see search car section where's should i put car in and search that karen what do you think <laughs> the right thing to say like meanwhile they're just like sir get out the car um and then the other thing is like what if it fails like because you know sometimes apps will fail you're like man spotify just closed for no reason like what if you're recording like some release footage and, and it's like, just like oh no it didn't work this time so your beating will not be recorded <laughs> you got beat for i mean nothing. yeah it, it's like a very white app right like because right. It, it assumes that people the reason that they don't uh have their rights respected is because they don't know their rights right yeah, yeah um no that's not the reason yeah because no, the cops like the cops are gonna give me sen- uh tests to f- complete full sentences mm, mm-hmm. right yeah. because the thing- and so when you say like excuse me officer i'm allowed to i'm allowed to record you that sounds like a good idea for yeah. you during an arrest mm-hmm. okay right i was like but, go ahead know our rights probably more than most people but we know that our rights aren't our rights also it's like yeah i know what you said but i know what rights apply to me well, they're right a they're, different set of rights they're rights in theory well, it's like the labor laws, right? Yeah. Like those, you know, your right to get paid overtime over a certain period is, is your right, but you have to redress it in court and then you don't get paid what you ever were supposed to get paid. You know, justice isn't about, in my opinion, justice isn't about filming the death. It's about the death not happening. Right. Correct. Um, so people think that like that it'll deter, but I mean, we have, we have so much video footage of all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. How is it going to deter anybody? Like, I don't even believe in deterrence as a thing, really. I do, mm-hmm. like, I, I do believe that you can make certain decisions more expensive for certain places and expensive in all the ways, not just like straight up money. Cause they don't seem to care about that. Mm-hmm. But like, um, why is the death happening? Why do you have to tape the death? The death happening is the problem, right? Right. Uh, Cause all you're going to have now is me getting my ass whooped to getting killed on camera. That's all. Exactly. Just mm-hmm. not going to stop or erase my family with me not being there. Yeah, you you dying is the injustice. The cop murdering you is the injustice. Not getting caught on tape is ancillary. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, if they're killing you, they don't care about your rights. Like the right to search your car. Man, I'm about to kill you. That's right. I mean, look, (laughs) there's almost no Fourth Amendment left anyway, right? Right. So like the right to search your car, like all of those searching rights, that's been um, reduced over the last 20 years to a really alarming degree. And the Fifth Amendment, too. You know that you have to affirmatively say, based on a um, Supreme Court decision from two years ago, you have to say, I am asserting my right to remain silent. Remaining silent isn't enough. They use silence to incriminate a guy. And the and the um, police, like, said, hey, did you murder someone? And he said, he just said nothing. He said zero. And the Supreme Court said they could use his silence to incriminate him. That's a specific, that's a textbook Fifth Amendment violation. Right. Wow. Yeah. Like, what yeah. it says anything you say can and will be used against you but not that, shutting the fuck up well but thank you aclu i appreciate you Y'all, well i mean we'll see hey you're trying you know what i mean and I, that's the thing is i don't want to begrudge people for trying it's so fucked up but that i don't think that should people should give up on trying you know what i mean yeah. so thank you aclu for trying uh we know it won't solve it but it's really not aclu like aclu is not going to solve it like well and the aclu isn't the one who's supposed to solve it right right right, exactly like this internal corruption and systematic oppression it's not going to be solved really by outside force uh saying well we filmed it like yeah they don't give a fuck um speaking of baltimore uh hillary clinton said that freddie gray's death was tragic and urges criminal justice reform make a stand girl and uh a lot i saw a lot of people being like oh 
so now you want to say something and uh man i still ain't voting for her and shit like that um i'm good with this one this is why you protest this is why you uh this you know in some cases this is why you ride you know but yes this like if you don't have that public protest to convince people in power uh positions of power that this is an issue to use their influence to assist you and to pay attention to your causes um especially if it's not working because uh we already do a lot of stuff the uh through the political system where you know 93 percent of black people vote democrat and sometimes our issues still get overlooked by white democrats mm-hmm. um when you have an issue that is so near and dear and dire to us uh that it has gained garnered her attention it took uh a little over a year and some change since uh you know the, i'd say the trayvon and mike brown and eric garner stuff for her to really kind of put some skin in the game because she gave some kind of offhanded post uh speech comments to like an empty room before mm-hmm. but this one was like her actually being like no i want to talk about this at a fundraiser uh uh for her presidential campaign tuesday here's the other part of this i don't don't i don't think you can be about this because of your personal pet issue with something because people could have been like this about and people were like this about barack obama when it came to gay marriage because he came around he was on some civil union shit he was on some well it's not really for the government to decide type shit he uh marriages between you know the state uh and, and marriages uh between uh you know churches and it took him till what his second term Mm-hmm. before he really felt like because i you know and I, I do believe uh his campaign manager came out with that book and he was like he was pro gay marriage the whole time but he was just scared that he was going to say something and lose uh traction in the black community um and with the and with obviously with the evangelical people and stuff like that and i'm like it took a lot of people lobbying it took a lot of people bringing up this issue a lot of people calling him to the carpet before he came around Hillary Clinton well, did that in less in a year. Like, I don't understand why this is a negative thing for her. Rod, I'm glad you brought that point up because I actually think this is one of these things about Obama that makes him so great that people don't really talk about. So what Obama all like in Illinois, Obama personally has always been pro same sex marriage in that wonderful straight people way that I love, which is, yeah, I, I mean, do whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Right. So (laughs) it was never like a thing where he was some sort of firebrand. It wasn't his issue. And he did not take a stand to curtail someone's rights. That I love that. I love that. It's not your issue and you don't get in my way. That's awesome. That's what I want from you. You know? So he became president. He realized that it was not politically palatable. He needed to be black enough for some people, a thing he's always struggled with, you know, and the Mm -hmm. gay thing was not going to work. And it was not something that you needed to be 100 percent on at the time that he ran. He was always personally on, you know, he decided to go ahead and make the politically palatable discussion, which is what you need to do when you're running for president. You know, it was mildly disappointing to gay people. And what he said to gay people was, "Okay, so make me do it. Right. And that in that moment, he trained people to remember, oh, shit, that's right. That's why we're protesting. That's why we say the things we do so that the political leadership knows that they cannot avoid this issue. Right. So he he trained people up. So then in this situation, I agree with you, because what uh, like people who look for Hillary to be genuinely passionate about something, that's not a thing that she is. She's cold and calculated. She's trying to win. So she's going to do the thing that she thinks will go with her brand that will let her win. right? Right. You can't begrudge her that. That's how you run for president. And she's already fucked it up once because right. that was an own goal in 08. She did that to herself. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Not that Obama's not great. She, he really is, but she had such momentum and she's fucked that up. She really right. did. And, I, and, so, I, and, and the other thing too, I will add is that, um, like, these kind of issues are paid attention to social media is paid attention to like and partially because uh president obama ran so yeah. hard with social media that mm-hmm. you know so when you see Can't people say it. stupid shit like well these hashtag activists and social justice warriors on twitter and shit yes yeah, someone's paying attention to that yes, right say that if you want but this changes things right and it got because it got we've seen it galvanize offline we've seen the marches we've seen uh you know people going uh to baltimore to uh to observe and report to yes. you know to hold the media accountable like these movements start because of people on the internet so when you have these same people complaining over and over about hillary clinton's lack of uh taking a stance against this uh you will end up with her having to say something and you know in this speech she said baltimore is burning the tragic death of another young african-american man the injuries to police officers the burning of people's homes small businesses we have to restore order and security but then we have to take a hard look as to what we need to do to reform our system um also you know what else i gotta give credit for part of her comments president barack obama yeah the exact same yep because he basically came out several times at this point and i think this last time because you know as he gets ready to go he gets a little little blacker every day um and this last time was kind of like yeah 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 riding is bad anyway prison industrial complex <laughs> like yeah, racism. I mean, i've never heard a national candidate this early in their run for president even mention prison right this is huge it's huge and i mean the other thing like this is what protest is supposed to do like you cannot look at the people who are looking to run the system to overturn the system don't look at them for that that's not what their job is right now obama's statements i actually thought he lawyered the shit out of that at the beginning Mm -hmm. which was great he said people who commit crimes are criminals people who burn buildings are arsonists people who steal things are looters don't do that it sucks he didn't say the protesters were doing those things right he used the word thug, which I did not appreciate, mm-hmm. but you can see she did not use it. So they got the message that you don't say that shit. Right. 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 This well, is good. She, yeah. I, like I said, man, uh, people are being hurt. That's why when people say stuff like, well, I just hate to see the ridings. Everybody does. Everybody right. hates to see yeah, it. Okay, people are but, happy. But, but other people hate to see the consequences uh, or, or hate to see the circumstances that lead to it, too. Right. Some people just hate to see, quote unquote, something burned down. I hate to see everything that leads to something burning down. Because that, that's the problem. Yeah. Not the shit burning down, the things that lead up to it. And and it's funny, though, when you're talking about the uh, prison system, we're 5%. America's 5% of the world's population, but we lock up 25% of the world population. That shit make no motherfucking sense. You can't look at that and tell me it's not a problem. Um, I mean, John Legend and Common talked about it on the Oscars, and it's yeah. it, and you know we've been talking about it, and it seemed to make some really good progress as an issue over the next couple of years. And I'd be very interested if the next thing, you know, I think the next push that people should make is felons voting. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'm behind that. If if you serve your time, because look, that felons voting, even if you're in, I think people in jail should vote. I don't understand why people who are incarcerated can't vote. I think universal suffrage means everyone over the age, I think, of 16. Because mm-hmm. 16 is when you start driving and, you you know, school board elections, you should have a say in that in your high school years. Yeah. I think everybody over the age of 16, no matter what you've ever done, if you like, no matter what, even if you're you have dementia, I don't care. You should be able to vote. Um, I don't see the problem because I think that people in prison are impacted by the system in a way that people outside it aren't. Correct. Correct. 
And so like, I don't, in, in a lot of countries, people who are incarcerated vote. And here's the thing, you could make felons and people incarcerated vote without fucking up anybody's money. Cause Rod, as you've said many times, now there's a whole industry around incarcerating people. Mm-hmm. So now you're losing jobs if you, if you decentralize prison, right? Right. That's going to be hard, but voting, you don't fuck up anybody's money and universal suffrage within prisons would really start to mess stuff up. Yep. Well, but look, that's how you can tell prisons Jim Crow. You lose your right to vote. That's fucked up. Right. right. You disenfranchise the population forever. You know? They're slaves. Right. Basically. Literally, yes. Like I Literally. watched this, I watched this documentary and we're getting way off tangent, but I don't give a fuck. My bad. We were no, no, um, you good? we I watched this documentary on the Grim Sleeper, the guy who oh, killed well, he's on trial for killing like eleven prostitutes and that drug addicts else. that, you know, in South Central LA. Um, and he's a black dude and the victims were black um although they do not know how many victims it was it could literally be up to 200 right um and the reason they don't know is because over the 22 years that this uh spree occurred or this serial killing occurred um they didn't investigate it Mm-mm. Uh, even when they knew they had a serial killer on their hands back in 1988 um their assumption was that he waited 22 years between killings and that's why they caught him, called him the grim sleeper because he went to sleep between all the time but what happened mm-hmm. was they stopped investigating for 20 years yeah you know um and, and so it just brings you back to like part of the conditions that allowed this to happen were a distrust of the police from the community or a well-earned and deserved well-earned. distrust right it's, it is south central la lapd right um so you have people biggest that, gang in la it's the biggest gang um so you have people that won't talk to um the pop, the cops even though they know something's going on uh even to the tune of 200 people disappearing they're not talking to the cops right um then you have uh the fact that the community so disenfranchised because it was like some high percentage i can't remember the exact percentage of the people in the community have been to jail and lost their right to vote anyway Mm -hmm. so it's not like any politician is really going to pay attention to the needs of that area because what can they do for you i spend all my time helping you and then what like it's not going to change anything in november so why even go down there you know so uh it was just kind of like a cordon off military zone almost like well we're just not like non-military zone like anything goes down there it's no man's land and this guy got away with all that killing for all that long and that it just made me think like that's one of the reasons that we have to stop this idea that you should not be able to vote after you go to prison because if if those guys could vote even though they had been to prison at least someone would have paid attention to what was going on in the area mm-hmm. like right. you know even if they don't necessarily serve their needs out of an altruistic or genuine care they could at least have to care because of the political power that could be gained by galvanizing those votes. So it was, you know, it was, it was just kind of eye opening. Um, and you know, sadly just kind of confirmation of shit. I already believed. Mm-hmm. but you know, anyway, I think the documentaries on HBO, uh, I think it's called tales of the grim sleeper. And they introduced, they interview like all the, a lot of the prostitutes that are still mm-hmm. alive. Um, and it's amazing. Cause the police the lack of care the police had about this case is so um, it's so amazing to see because yes it is they basically got an old older prostitute uh the documentary got an older prostitute who had had a run-in with the dude and was like you know can you just basically look through the pictures of the other prostitutes in this house because he kept a picture 
a lot of serial killers keep mementos mementos and he used to take pictures of his victims and pictures of just women that he had had in his house that were pro- you know prostitutes um that was like his thing he would trade them with his friends and his boys they all kind of traded in these pictures they now they didn't know he was killing them but they that's knew, a chilling story of some really serious objectification that's yeah. literal objectification right and they mm-hmm. knew what was going on yeah you know what i'm saying like so they all like traded pictures and all this stuff and this is since 1988 so there's polaroid pictures all this stuff so she went through all the pictures knew some of them you know by reputation and by working with them and stuff and she tracked down some of the ones who were still alive not that there were many but then the ones that were willing to talk to the documentarian she brought them through for interviews and the interviews are like really heartbreaking because you know the police could have talked to these women correct you know and this guy would have been out the streets 20 years ago but they never bothered to talk to him because they were like fuck it they're crackheads they even had a uh designation that says something like non-human victim or some shit like mm-hmm. like a, yeah that's yeah. that is too true for words yeah wow. so they had like human victim yeah they had like mm-hmm. a, a, a actual legal de- uh definition of like we ain't gotta look into this crime because subhuman you know black female and on drugs so what's Oof. the point you know and a prostitute so what's the point it's still happening you know you had that um cop going around raping people and then he mm-hmm. rapes the wrong one yeah, well, the Pam, who's the prostitute, uh, who, by the way, I fell in love with Pam during the show because she is hilarious. Yes, she and, is. Um, like she, one, she's funny, but she's also so real. And technically, it's almost like her documentary because she's the lead investigator on the case at some point. Mm-hmm. Like these she, white dudes from Europe don't know shit about South Central the LA. She's trying to nope. get them not to get shot. Like right. it is just hilarious with her going talking to them telling them what to do what not to do and yeah. uh they was in the car with uh one dude that they was talking to and the dude told them he's like man he was looking at him like your seatbelt ain't buckled he was like don't you see yeah. that officer and i'll be down three they seconds got, later they got pulled, pulled over, over. Yeah. yeah so he uh was funny though the european white dudes like she would pull up and she would be like um hey girl you working on this corner do you know um the ground slipper you know you ever dealt with him and then the women would be like oh two white dudes in the car let me roll off and she would be like no no these are my european friends and, <laughs> and they would come and they would come back to the car yeah, like it they was, thought that they would be like police officers and right shit, right she, and, but she was so she was good man but anyway the thing she said that was chilling at the end and i absolutely do believe it's true she was like that's the thing there's not one gram sleeper like there's still got to be more of them out there there's got to be more people that are serial killing people because no one cares so you think this environment will only produce this one very prolific killer Mm-mm. no it's gonna produce several people that are like what the fuck is killing a prostitute non-human like no one's even gonna look into this that's yeah. why you know that's when when this is what always reminds me of everything when the, like black lives matter is such an important thing to say because and specifically black lives matter is such an important thing to say because um the race of the victim the way that the race of the perpetrator and the race of the victim interact is so salient you know you see it when with police brutality against black kids which you know a would never happen and b would never be tolerated against white kids Mm-mm. b um you know you see it in jury and sentencing kind of outcomes so like a white guy killing a black woman is going to result in either no trial or like way less time 
And like the worst one is if a, um, is if a black man kills a white man or if a black woman kills a white man, right. then, you know, because the interaction between the power dynamics of those demographics is such that they will punish it very harshly because it's against the, the hierarchy of power in our system. And it's the same thing here, you know, like the race of the victim, the, the qualities, according to society, the worth of the victim matters so much and so little at the same time that they classify these people as non-human. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like when they said that, and it was an offhanded like comment that they had, like, yeah. They, oh yeah. They don't even know that it's fucked up. Right. Because they're not from here. You know what I'm saying? Like the European dudes aren't from here. So that like they, like they found to me this huge fact and they're just like many of the the murders were not looked into because they were considered non-human violations which means someone is a prostitute or blah 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 and i'm like <gasps> the other thing I- <laughs> is though, the other thing is it's because in europe they actually have those kind of classifications so those are common in his mind mm. like oh. they don't consider gypsies human wow that's crazy. like i've i've been speaking to people from spain and i'm like oh well but gypsies and they're like oh yeah but they're not people yeah i think it was non-human victim was how it went they have certain classes in like, um, you know, how everybody talks about how great the public assistance is in Germany. Mm. Oh, the public assistance is so great. Everything's great. Do you know Germany has a guest worker program for people from Turkey in which they cannot be citizens and cannot get any kind of public assistance? Yeah, I did know that. That's crazy. Oh. So the only people who get the public assistance that's so great in Germany are ethnic Germans. And ethnic Germans tend to be pretty homogenous because of reasons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. All right, well, there's only one way to to conclude that is to get into some, uh, oh wait, a hundred for everything we just talked about. Oh yeah, a hundred. Um, and the only way to, to really get off of that and segue into something positive is to do ball alert, I feel like. Yeah. Everybody's, come on, Trina. Everybody's ready for, (laughs) everybody's ready for some, uh, for some, for some ball alert. So here we go. What? <laughs> Why? It was doing so well. It was doing so well. Let me just play it from SoundCloud. Son of a bitch. It was doing so good. Um, Gotta all right let's get into this Olivia, these are your choices. Number one, beware of the professional homeboy. Number two, Groovy Tales. Another, another August, August Alcina this time, uh, August Alcina time, uh, 
august alcina tale this time featuring dj era all right number three finding love on the world wide web number four don't know who this girl is but here's her groupie story crystal aka serious and lastly how to become a rapper in 2015 by at nick so fly well i don't want finding love on the world wide web because it's not 2007 um question which one has more comments number one or number five okay all right let's see well i think they both have a lot let me give me a second because i had to go to the page to see uh but i feel like they both had a lot of comments because they're older ones that they reblog sometimes okay let's see. well let's do number one if it has a lot of comments because i'm especially interested in hurt dudes in the comments mm. yeah i wonder if that one dude's gonna be there that's always there yeah because it's about professional up. homeboys i feel like there's gonna be a lot of tears and i like yeah. that all right let's see how many comments this bad boy got the other one had about five or six. Oh yeah this got two pages of comments all right here okay yeah let's do number one beware of the professional homeboy posted by 11 8 only simple chicks fall for the professional homeboy but i wrote this blog so we can all be aware of the warning signs that's a nice thing she just said that mm-hmm. most of the people who read this are not simple mm-hmm. the professional homeboy is really nothing more than a male well actually let's be honest 11 8 said that so that she you know that she's not simple because she did still write it yeah she she was like uh i'm writing this because y'all need it i'm smart the -hmm. professional homeboy is right is really nothing more than a male groupie he's a hangers on who gets his rocks off being in the presence of actual celebrities the problem with this is that from a distance women may mistake him for being a celebrity too you are the company you keep right wrong ladies don't be fooled some guys just like to live the life of a celebrity without ever having to do anything notable in their life they like the glitz and the glam without having to do any work professional homeboys usually start one or two ways nine times out of ten the professional homeboy has been friends with the baller since before they were famous they are one of the few that the baller still trusts in his crazy life the baller keeps him around and because it gives his life balance uh he's good for the baller in an emotional sense but can be a pain financially see the professional homeboy doesn't really have much of an occupation of his own he lives off his baller the, which is what you're trying to do right anyway mm-hmm. the professional right <laughs> the professional not trade valuable skills rod true true maybe they know how to sew we don't know what the professional homeboys can do right I don't know what professional homeboys do at the end of the night after no girls come home either. Mm-hmm. Might be in that suck, uh, sucking dick sweat equity. Mm-hmm. Never do know. The professional homeboy has an has aspirations to be a rapper, producer, and unlikely things, but the only person he ever makes beats for is this baller homie that he grew up with. The professional homeboy is the one you'll see. She should have abbreviated this to PH by now, but okay. The professional homeboy is the one only is the one you'll see in the club's VIP doing the most ignorant things with his while his baller homeboy is remaining low key the professional homeboy the ph runs up a mean bar tab and puts out the biggest front for the groupies you see the ph loves groupies he loves all of the leftover women he gets that his homie doesn't want he loves meeting with uh, meeting other celebrities that that his baller homie introduces him to he loves the life but won't tell you that in reality he isn't shit this is what makes the ph dangerous 
he has nothing to lose he doesn't earn any of his money and he has an ego why not he hangs out with the celebs every day he thinks he's their equal he's the type that gets his baller homie into tons of trouble he's the type that leads women on thinking they've snagged a baller when in reality they've only snagged a lackey he promises the groupies they'll get to meet his celeb homie someday but it's all really a ploy to get in her panties beware he's a fraud who falls for this shit to be real with you like i mean is it really that hard to see who has money and who doesn't i guess do people never know what people with money look like simple chicks don't i guess i guess that's right yeah you're right i don't this is how little i have in common with simple chicks i don't even know that kind of mind you can you can never relate nah empower woman aka spicy says (laughs) always name dropping so she added one like, you can tell the person because the wild and out means that they're going to get arrested and go to prison or they're going to get arrested and be held in bail overnight. It's never going to make the papers because nobody gives a shit who they are. They're the one who's def- who's uh, doing bullshit to deflect from the from the celebrity. Unless it's Chris Brown. That's the celebrity. Yeah. Well, celebrity. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> depend on the celebrity, right? Mm-hmm. uh at old spice especially on twitter and facebook gotta always tell you who they just saw and who they're hanging out with in vip but you know do listen to who that is because um if they're white and they wear a tie they could be their agent uh who knows mm-hmm. who knows i mean there's probably a bunch of white dudes in ties hanging around ballers and uh, name dropping and trying to get his yeah. money they just they just smoother with it and why money job ny money chaser says yes they name dropping very overprotective of their over their celeb friend i'm cool with a few professional homeboys one celeb friend of mine would give the professional homeboy money to take a cab home at the events we were at because he didn't have a whip but inside the events the groupies probably thought he was the man because he was right with them laugh my ass off so ladies don't be fooled they lived off they live off everything that celeb friend does it's sad here, seriously, like you gotta, you gotta make sure that you divide the baller from his professional homeboys, generally speaking, because if he does have a bunch of professional homeboys, then he's gonna have people that he needs to support, and that's not you. So that's, mm-hmm. that's fucking with your paper. You can't have that happen. That's what right? it is. Yeah. It's a threat. I will say this though. What's the difference between that and friendship? Well, it depends. So, um, <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, I don't pay my friends bills, but, I didn't grow up super poor and now I'm rich either. Right. Right. So there might be situations. But the thing is, like, if I'm smart, I am going to do uh, in the chat, future super villain mentioned that Ludacris did this. So if I'm smart, I'm going to send all my guys to school and then I'm going to hire them. Right. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to make them my employees. And now, even though I pay payroll taxes, I also get giant write offs for the fact that I'm hiring all of them. I don't I, give I, a man a fish. I right? will tell you I this, teach though. A man to fish. I'll tell you this, though some of the shit a professional homie does can't be on the books right like no, uh-uh, certain, but that's fine certain, that's like that overtime i don't pay that right certain, <laughs> certain, like there's certain skill sets that you might have a homeboy that does these that aren't necessarily considered productive to a ball to a, a, a groupie are you but talking about a special set of skills a special set of skills mm-hmm. such as you know uh maybe holding the weapons taking any charges that i might be liable yeah. to get the weed man uh having drugs rolling a good blunt uh picking the best groupies um, well what i'm suggesting is that you have a legitimate business through which to shunt the money that you are going to need to pay for that special set of skills oh you mean a paper trail uh, uh i mean i mean a legitimate business that mm, makes the money clean it depends on it depends on the situation like i like i said some people i can see doing that Mm-hmm. um and some people i can see being like nah you know and not to mention it doesn't cover the shit that you just owe people right like 
if you're the guy that kept the gangs off of me when we were coming up then you want you my dog for life like you ain't never got to pay for shit around me like the assumption is that somehow these ballers are being tricked into being friends with these professional homies and i'm just saying that's not always the case now you know that being said now look here's the thing is you are getting between the gold digger and her prize okay right so the i don't give a shit how long you've been friends with somebody that's not my problem right right i'm trying to get pregnant so that i get this child support from her perspective yes i understand (laughs) what you're saying from my what i'm saying is you have to think of things from the baller perspectives as well because a lot of times these women probably do themselves in trying to divide and conquer when they really need to be trying to be down and be cool with everybody right because then it's like oh the cool chick that uh yeah that you know that's cool with with, with the homies and And, you and you end up reaping the benefits right because they co-sign that right you know that's true and in that case we can get back to 11 8's post because what you don't do is fuck the professional homeboy in a attempt to fuck the baller because once you fuck his best friend he's not gonna fuck you right Right. exactly there's a lot of pitfalls here not to mention you know if you do do something that where the professional homeboy ends up being like fuck you it could come back negatively because he still has more in with the baller at the point that you're talking that that 11 is talking about in this article like that's true you're at the, you're still at entry level okay it, yeah professional homeboy has worked himself up to vice president right all right so you can't come in talking about i'm in the mail room and professional homeboy gotta go now you might cite him as a target for later but you gotta be careful coming up talking about you know just like you said you gotta avoid the pitfalls don't fuck them you know who the best you know these girls really i just hope that they're watching the best person out here the best role model for all of these baller alert girls is marjorie terrell oh yeah marjorie Mm. worked it she worked her way all the way up from entry level to queen she knew joffrey was a professional homeboy for tom and way before anybody else did Mm -hmm. she never fucked them exactly uh denise says i love when they say yeah i'm just over here kicking it with first and last name i always look confused and say who and walk away <laughs> so it's like hey uh what's going on? what you doing hey i'm just over here kicking with Ladamian tomlinson <laughs> nope <laughs> right nope. Yeah. uh pretty pretty says i have a guy friend like that we went to college with all the same people and a lot of them went to the pros he makes hardly any money but he goes everywhere they go and they pay for his flight and accommodations shaking my head you're a grown-ass man having another man pay for you what type of man are you well that's just sexist ma'am he calls me and tells me yeah i agree that patriarchy hurts everyone he calls me and tells me how the guy the girls try and use him to hang out with his friends or stop calling after they find out he's just a regular guy hilarious so i think sometimes the girls don't care they just trying to figure out who how to get to the guys with money and the professional homeboy is just the go-between exactly so that means that you're defining his job he actually does something of great value yeah well yeah well that's the thing the groupie lady don't see the value in vetting these women no but the but that's because the professional homeboy is her enemy he's her obstacle that's right and she doesn't see him at in my opinion you got a marjorie tyrell that shit make him your ally until you can get rid of him you know right. you got to be a real basic bitch to fuck the obstacle yeah exactly sasha sasha dollar says yes and in most cases the professional homeboys are big ass haters too well yeah of course they hate you of you yeah both, yeah both of y'all hate each other because also it's not really in his best interest to bring these the kind of groupie with ambition oh, onto the no, it's fucking table. with his money big and, time and goals yeah. and admirations right he's looking for a certain type of simple groupie 
and y'all trying to be all complex reading articles and shit like that he's like nope you got to go uh i bet if i was a professional homeboy i would know all these women logins oh my shit. god i would be on baller alert so fast. like mm. and i would be on baller alert with like a girl abby and a girl name yeah you know gossiping with them like i won't show up and be like uh sasha dollar not her not her mm-hmm. i saw her comments yeah uh once they find out you have eyes on their baller friend or anyone other than them they begin to throw salt uh, well that's every that's every dude that's, oh, broke. that's everybody yeah that everybody does that. how are you gonna be mad at somebody when you're like i don't want you right <laughs> your whole thing is you ain't shit and i don't like you oh but you don't like me <laughs> what oh and don't Not bring me don't bring a friend along who thinks she will be able to get close to the baller through him hell no they do not want to share the baller with anyone they feel threatened by anyone trying to get close to the baller laugh my butt off oh my god this is so ironic why would you be a professional groupie and bring your friend who wants to get close to the baller are you new right. or is this because you're gonna go you're gonna make a threesome pitch like so, i don't get right it. and also he's doing what you're doing then yeah he's going i don't want everybody close to my baller because he's hooking me up what and you should like, do is bring a friend stupider than you and toss her off to the professional homeboy exactly and I, then turn around and walk away and then you're the girl who brought the goods and that's cool i think i'm gonna write an article on here called every woman needs every groupie needs a simple chick yes and you, you can need a, yourself a couple of uh yeah sacrificial groupie mm-hmm. friends uh ali in wonderland says i was feeling the nigga before i knew who his baller friend was but i was mad suspect because that nigga name dropped like a bitch and i would just look at him like huh so when i met the baller friend that's who i got close to lol there you go that was brilliantly played because you pretend Mm -hmm. like you don't give a shit you're like oh you know famous people like that makes you cool okay right fly philly diva says don't forget the professional homeboy could be the baller's family too often is that well you know their cousins already don't mm-hmm. be ignorant so now First you gotta too so now you mm-hmm. gotta get rid of his cousin like y'all y'all got some pretty steep heels to climb yeah good luck good luck getting rid of that man's family that's uh, a you can't beat him join him situation yeah new new woman who wants his money good luck okay. <laughs> pretty young thing says dough boy i don't know what that means sean says how you gonna make a po- oh is she talking about dough boy from motherfucking um boys in the hood because he was wow. ricky's brother what a call oh. she too old to be a groupie <laughs> she, her memory goes back that far yes yeah, i think she need to be pretty old thing yeah <laughs> sean says how you gonna make a post about floyd mayweather's boys aka the money team oh is sean the hating ass dude nah dudes be fronting nah, out think of this time. is another dude okay he says nah dudes be fronting all the time about who they know where they've been and all that it's about time somebody put them out there good read oh he's a uh, progressive okay oh Who's yeah him? this definitely ain't the same person butterfly black butterfly says i remember the first time i saw his first saw this firsthand i know the dude and he isn't even a professional homeboy but like one tier lower oh how you one tier love professional homeboy <laughs> friend out of a out of the club one night i was in vip with a friend and a celeb the next morning i see on instagram that old dude put up a pic with the caption nvip with and dot 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 from the pic you would have you would think that he was but it was just the angle there was not definitely a rope between where he was and where we were <laughs> i was I, it was more of a photo bomb that happened to be caught by the photographer that night shaking my head just sad uh nico says lol at sean 
da- dallas bad yellow says ugh those guys are the worst they are usually the brothers or the cousins they help run the foundation well that's a skill they would do. okay mm-hmm. that's the actual job and right. you need a foundation for a tax break all that mm-hmm. foundation money goes to popping bottles and laundering drug money obviously oh, Lord, not the kids right don't that's, be mad that's where white people foundation money goes exactly right. how do you think no the, difference how do you think we got the kennedys come on now the professional homeboy is quick to call a girl a groupie slash gold digger all the way forgetting that he, they wouldn't they would not exist without the bottle themselves yeah you're articulating the tension between your two kinds of people mm-hmm. like this is exactly the problem you guys are natural enemies right as you're calling him a professional homeboy right you're 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 mad he's calling you a groupie slash gold digger which you are uh g lee says yep they are called the homeboy not home man for a reason (laughs) 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 they have a boy mentality a man knows when to go home so they so what you're talking about is they work for somebody yeah that was they don't own their own business that was a powerful read though right there yeah dame dash would not be a fan of the professional Mm -mm. homeboy Mm -mm. anyway that's been uh ball alert for today all right all right all right we've been going long let's let's get into this guess the race stuff um hopefully uh this doesn't freeze now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today olivia fam underscore esquire to guess the race and the chat room plays long and they're racist all right and today's guess the race is brought to you by bevel you can get clearer smoother skin with bevel and you all should be wanting that all right uh i get compliments on my beard all the time but you know what really yes, makes a do. beard look well the grooming mm-hmm. you got to trim it up and shape that thing a beard is a wild untamed animal and you got to put a shade a razor around that joint so you can put it in this cage so it can be graceful and majestic um so yeah you know uh i love the system i love having a little formula you know where i can go in i like the way it smells i got my see the white ladies like how it smells you know i got my uh little brush you know put put my shaver cream on my face with a brush like a professional you know like the old school barbers and stuff mm-hmm. you know timey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, i love uh putting on uh all the stuff that smells good you know from the shaving cream to the priming oil the razor is uh, sleek and shiny and silver it's, it's it has a little weight to it too mm-hmm. and most important than all this other stuff i just named which is all great reasons 
I don't have razor bumps anymore. Like no, I had them, you sure don't. I've had That's razor true. bumps since I was like mm-hmm. had to start shaving at sixteen. Yep. Mm-hmm. The whole time I've known you, they're yeah. the worst. They are the worst. They're you know they're like they're they're irritating. They 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 decrease your 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 quality of life. You find yourself, you know, angry all the time. They dry out. You know, become irritated. And the products that they have uh, out there for people to shave pretty much don't have black people in mind, mm-hmm. except for Bevel. So if you go to getbevel.com, G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com, put in code T-B-G-W-T, you can get 20% off of your first month at getbevel.com. Uh, and, you know, you get your safety razor, shaving brush, blades, primer oil, shaving cream, and a cool restoring bomb. And I'm a person that doesn't have to shave every single day. Some of you guys have to shave every day to go to work or whatever in the office and, or else, you know, you start looking wild and untamed. They assume you're out there riding and shit. You, <laughs> you definitely want to get this so that you don't have razor bumps and you don't have to deal with this, uh, irritation around your neck and your face. So that's getbevel.com code TBGWT. Now on to the racism. Um, so people stole some bacon in Florida. Why are you stealing uh, bacon? Florida. Oh, Florida. Oh, was it Jameis? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to go with his crab legs? Right. Yeah. They're going to wrap him in bacon. He got a foodie girlfriend or something. Right. Bacon wrap crab legs. A man and a woman have been arrested in central Florida at the police say they stole more than $300 worth of meat from a grocery store. Deputies told the Daytona Beach News Journal 48-year-old Doris Rowe and 54-year-old Kenneth Edwards drove 26 miles to a Winn-Dixie store in DeLand where a store manager saw Rowe stuffing meat products and other items into her pants. Shout out to Winn-Dixie. They all closed up here. Sound like she was making bacon. Uh, Deputies say the manager stopped Rowe and she hit the manager in the neck oh and when she did she dropped pork ribs two packs of detergent and three water filters <laughs> she slapped <laughs> the shit out that dude yes she did just start stuff started falling out of her pants roe fled the store and got into edward's truck deputies apprehended them i love that they had a getaway plan deputies apprehended them at a traffic stop both were charged with grand theft and robbery deputies also found ribeye steaks ground beef bacon pork ribs and a gallon of bleach in the car valued at 361 dollars guess the race of doris Rowe and kenneth edwards oh and they're both the same race by the way did it not pose is it my turn to guess yeah yeah it's your turn to guess what do you mean not pose karen i'm not putting the picture until she guesses oh no i was trying to get the chat room oh the chat room's freezing i see it on there yeah all right you are not about to steal loot and riot in my house that is my job black all right (laughs) let's check the chat room and see what they believe and i know we have a slight delay uh cosmic katie did Mm, that's a dude turn on turn on that uh she still was able to keep her place in line black (laughs) chocolate dip moon crickets all i need in my life of sin is me and my girlfriend black denzel's fight night outfit uh (laughs) lucy says white the correct answer is and uh olivia you got it right she was black they were all black And of course, three hundred dollars pe- in charge for the grand theft. Mm-hmm. Black, and some people missed it. 
terrible people terrible but yeah they were they were pretty damn black mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he has a look on his face like man i didn't even want no bacon then pork rinds and pig feet yeah his face looks like doctor told me that my blood pressure was too, too high, high for bacon right. i told her we shouldn't have did I, this i knew not to get the bacon when it happened and i just couldn't help myself I, they do this all the time that's why they drove 26 miles mm-hmm. yeah because they couldn't do it like right around the street uh mm-hmm. a woman texted driving drunk woo just before a fatal crash oh mm-hmm. yeah a woman charged with dui manslaughter for a fatal crash sent text messages to her boyfriend that read driving drunk woo and i'll be dead thanks to you minutes before the accident which i'm guessing that means he didn't come get her and she was trying to be sarcastic that's what it sounds like also this happened in miami oh florida according to cbs miami mila dago then 22 was behind the wheel of a rented smart car when she reportedly blew through a red light at around 4:45 a.m and t-boned a truck driven by a 51 year old benjamin byron dago and byron survived the crash but dago's passenger her friend 22 year old irena reynoso was killed prosecutors said the time of the crash dago was in the middle of a nasty breakup with her boyfriend as she and her friends bar hop she fired off a series of angry texts to him oh i know he couldn't wait to tell the cops mm, wish you would uh they probably didn't even post the other messages your penis is so small i never came i'm fucking your best friend yeah none of them three minutes after sending the last message prosecutors say dago crashed into the truck blood test revealed that dago's blood alcohol level was 0.178 which is more than twice the legal limit uh uh, nearly two hours after the crash so that's after she kind of sobered up for two hours without drinking anything dago has pleaded not guilty to dui manslaughter vehicle or homicide and two counts of dui with damage to a person guess the race of uh mila dago Kahlua cream and ice in a highball glass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Caucasian, man. Yeah, the yeah. Oh, Russian. no. I I know. We just never had that one before. <laughs> um, Overly attached white girl. Hashtag coke so white punchline. Uh, uh, God with the cosmic clapback white. <laughs> Said Joe's oh. face. The cosmic clapback. Uh, all right. Looks like that's all the guesses we're getting for now. I know it's moving a little slow. Uh, smart car equals mayo people white dumb white girl in a smart car says hc oh well the car was smart but she wasn't you know what i'm saying guys white girl level up the correct answer is white she was a white woman yeah for the fact she said "Ooh, gave it away she said yolo you know well you, you can kind of tell she was white because sarcasm is the the most used way of communication for angry white people and no, host, i mean that because of you right exactly drunk driving woo! like i sure it was a sarcastic <laughs> like you're making me drunk drive because you're a bad boyfriend like it wasn't the a genuine like woo she wasn't excited by it <laughs> she was trying to say you're gonna get me killed because you're a bad boyfriend you want to come pick me up um all right let's go to the bonus round here guys what's my bonus round music (laughs) 
double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race and the bonus round to guess the race so far live is two for two can't she keep the track i mean can't she keep the street going i guess we'll find out you getting nervous live yes very all right good that's what i like to hear <laughs> it means it matters um a man performs oral sex on an unconscious male party goer at the pool oh nice. yep that's right guys gotta be careful with these pranks was he listening to that song from empire because that'll make you do that i heard yeah yeah he must have heard ah! uh he must have heard you're so beautiful a man has admitted to sexually assaulting a male party goer who passed out during a boozy pool party in las vegas gustavo benagas 22 pleaded guilty to the attack which took place in the bathroom at the mgm grand hotel one of las vegas most iconic venues according to police a hotel security guard walked into the bathroom close to the entrance of the wet republic pool party and discovered a male adult who appeared to be attempting to have anal sex with an unresponsive white male adult oh and when the question by police benagas admitted that he found the victim passed out drunk and sitting on the toilet with the shorts pulled down to his ankles now that's extremely gross because what was he doing in there with the shorts pulled down around his ankles if he wasn't using the bathroom and why would you just want to put your dick in that after lifting the man out the toilet he reportedly became immediately turned on and began to masturbate while standing next to the sink although benagas admitted performing oral sex on the man the security guard who walked in on the assault told police that benagas was appearing to begin to have anal sex with the incapacitated victim uh the victim who was unconscious throughout the attack says he is unable to recall any other incidents that took place inside the restroom uh yeah i mean i guess that's beneficial to him that he can't remember because uh or maybe he can remember but because he don't want people to worry about how it make him look he's like i don't remember anything well that's true too i can't remember no events that happened in the restroom you know how they do sexual assault victims right especially a dude being sexual assault about a dude because you know it's already somebody like he liked that shit you was getting gay too nigga uh benagas is set to be sentenced in august after pleading guilty to attempted sexual assault and coercion guess the race of mr gustavo benagas uh gustavo benagas it's not gay if you're on top you can stay macho maricon latino all right black rob says they fill the pool with the water from his back oh Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> i want to how do they know it was a pool party because like, they that might have been was, having an exclusive one yeah that's weird like how do they know that was that dude attending like they had nothing to do with a pool party you he got, might have been attending you almost got raped they in put, the bathroom they put it in the headline to make it sound hotter than it was because they yeah. can't say like gross bathroom sex but he probably because he confessed he was probably like i saw him at the pool party mm waited for him to pass out galero yeah. cosbito latino <laughs> uh poor bo- he said guillermo cosbito like yeah little cosbito <laughs> Cosby. poor boy latino he sucked on that unconscious flaccid pink like an everlasting gobstopper latino oh he says flaccid peen is what he meant wet republic has a pool in the club oh, not so that's why it's a pool party not so speedy gonzalez oh well that would make them slow uh-huh. <laughs> gotta speed up uh anyway the correct answer is and live got it right latino
all right let's get into the last segment okay guys you've all been so good finish it off and he's dead uh for that last guy sounds like there was a pool party in his mouth and everyone was coming Yikes. oh <laughs> that's right Karen. he's about to get his swimmers all over the place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, i couldn't help myself i'm sorry an uh, indiana man is convicted in sword attack on store manager muncie, muncie indiana well let's not let's see how long he got convicted i have high standards now i'm very upset by these stories it's always some bullshit uh muncie indiana central indiana man has been convicted on felony charges for a sword attack that followed an argument with the grocery store manager the delaware county judge found 63 year old johnny jr wesley of muncie guilty this week of battery with a deadly weapon and intimidation the star press reports wesley was accused of attacking the manager of a marsh supermarket store in muncie following a disagreement about his purchases of cigarettes oh black the, like man- yeah. the manager wasn't cut with the sword <laughs> but the weapon did leave a welt on his leg wellesley uh claimed he acted in self-defense after the manager pulled two handguns on him and fired once but witness accounts of store surveillance show that the manager was unarmed <laughs> yeah. he's, he got, he's telling his story like face off is happening mm-hmm. right like it's like that scene in uh um the last dragon where the dudes come back after getting beat up by bruce leroy and pretend that it was 50 people <laughs> it was i a will lot of... tell you that this seems rob like it might counteract what you were saying about ornamental swords because this one didn't cut uh well no 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 he just uh sometimes they do sometimes they don't you know it's not like uh these people are skilled you know a lot of people just have these swords you know if that's the thing if everybody had sword training and were skilled and had required licenses um you know i think they use them more responsibly you know mm. but we mm. we got these untrained unskilled swords people out here yes uh of varying levels of uh, degrees of skill just walking around with swords like that's okay what was it even <laughs> doing with him in a fucking store you came for cigarettes not a fucking sword fight idiot um <laughs> names released in what is this what does it got to do with swords how did this one get in here all right let me delete this one i was gonna do another sword article but that's not that was not gonna help i don't even see anything with swords in there right that's not a sword article saw something about a baseball bat but that doesn't count at all yeah Mm -hmm. like i've seen ninja turtles baseball bat had a sword yeah that's casey jones that's like that walking stick whose walking stick is that the guy who has a like switchblade in his walking stick right we covered one of those before where he yeah that that uh walking stick was a sword speaking of which a man accused of pulling a sword from a cane yeah see a man was accused of pulling a sword from his cane and waving it in a threatening manner at a passing motorist in oklahoma city damn waving it gets you news now he waved Mm -hmm. it at someone he literally didn't just didn't care he was trying to <laughs> warn them that it was a zombie attack. Uh, about 4.45 p.m. Thursday, a motorist told police that a man pulled a hidden sword out of a cane and was waving it around in a threatening manner. As people drove by, police officers saw Dusty Lee Strait, 37. Dusty Lee Strait. Walking down the street. Uh, well, you know, you should go live in that people, those people's houses. You know, they're straight friendly. 
carrying a brown wooden cane as officers approached him he threw the cane down and raised his hands in the air the cane had an 18 inch blade wow yeah concealed it to the shaft uh straight was arrested for carrying a prohibited weapon police reported he said that he thought the weapon was legal okay i didn't know i couldn't do that white right right Mm -hmm. dusty only white people get the nickname dusty by the way george Strait is his uncle and he's not allowed to be his professional homeboy anymore <laughs> man make sure y'all check out live on uh twitter uh film underscore esquire uh, mm-hmm. underscore underscore esq it'll be in the show notes uh lesbian wedding style guy.com is the website check that out too uh you know wish her luck in the, her eight weeks till matrimony i, I do Yay. i do did you want to do that other stuff after we go off the air oh i didn't even think about it uh because so many people showed up but um um Complete it up to you nah we'll, we'll find out another way to do it man. okay uh, we were gonna give away we got these penny dreadful first season one cards uh that they sent us uh from showtime for supporting and live tweeting the show and we're gonna, nice. we're gonna find a way to give them away to fans of the show uh, i'm sure people want them so we'll figure out some kind of cool way to do it um all right man so uh don't forget to support uh shadow doll productions all your nightmares uh audio album don't forget to um go to adamandeve.com code tbgwt mm-hmm. and get bevel.com code tbgwt until tomorrow i love you i love you too baby Mwah.